get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Come on, St. Louis hockey fans, stand up and cheer. The Blues are back strong. This is our year. It's the Blues turn now. I'll write it and we'll do it long. Yeah, it's the Blues turn now. With that Al McKinnon slap shot, you know we can't lose. Let's do that hockey. Come on, St. Louis! All over the hockey universe, the note is the news. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 14 of Let's Go Blues Radio. It is, uh, it was supposed to, well, 9 p.m. was uh, the uh, advertised start time, and it's 9.18 now, so it's not our worst start time ever. Uh, we're live on Wednesday, September 26, 2018. This is franchise episode number 142 all time. My name is Kurt Price. My Twitter handle is at Kurt Price. Bill Day's Twitter handle is at Billy Blue Note. And Jeff Ponder's Twitter handle is at JPonder94. If you want to send the show a tweet, send it to at LGB Radio, and we'll try to read it live on the air. If you want to talk hockey live with us on the show, we'll open it up for listeners midway through the show. Hopefully we do have time for that. Um, go ahead and check out the Let'sGoBlues.com shop and uh, consider buying a reasonably priced shirt, mug, or sticker. Um, the summer interview series, Mr. Ponder, uh, you, you wrapped that up with, uh, your, your last efforts. Uh, you want to talk about that? Um, yeah, I, uh, the, the interview series was, uh, was finished up with Jeremy Rutherford last week. Uh, and then kind of just a few days before that, we had Tom Calhoun and, uh, Steve Albers from Center Ice Brewery. Uh, just, uh, uh, good stuff. Uh, those guys were phenomenal guests. Um, they talked about their careers, uh, where they got to where they are. And, um, I've actually had a a couple people reach out that, um, uh, were like, uh, one guy was a, um, was a, a voiceover guy and he found me because he follows Tom Calhoun, who's not even a hockey fan and he listened. So, uh, you know, pretty good stuff. Uh, all great guests. And if you haven't listened yet, it's content, it's evergreen content. What, do you guys you guys know what evergreen means, right? Good for a while. Yeah. Look at Bill. <laughs> Bill, you're on top of things. Uh, yeah, this is stuff. I mean, yeah, if you listen to the Andy Strickland interview, which was the first one done in, what, May? Um, there's a lot of talk at the end of the show about, will the Blues get John Tavares? Uh, what are you expecting this summer? But before all that, we go over his career. We talk a lot about the 2000s teams with Pronger and McKinnis. I mean, every one of those episodes that I recorded, you can listen to anytime. It's not like completely out of date when you listen. So if you haven't listened yet, uh, summer interview series, you can find it. Uh, find every episode that I did wherever you get Let's Go Blues Radio. Well done. Thank you. After my initial start of sounding like i'm in a tunnel i couldn't hear it i'm sure the other folks did though so thank yep. you for telling I, it's i don't know why it is and hang on you gotta i gotta like switch it from studio to voice uh, it could sound fine to me here i didn't you didn't hear it either did you i mean no, I did. you did here's that go yeah. okay well 
You're just oblivious. How is that? I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's my supersonic hearing. Um, okay. So yeah, but switching from voice to studio and then back again uh, works. I don't know why that does that. It's a Hangouts thing. Uh, Bill, how are you? Sure. I'm, I'm uh, well. Um, I'm surprised that we're eight days away from the season opening. Um, I mean, uh, the summer just has flown by. And uh, I'm ready for I'm ready for hockey. It kind of has. It does. It does not seem like the the game against Colorado was not as that long ago. Mm-mm. No. We had, who did I have on? You guys, I know you guys listen to every episode multiple times. I had somebody on that we talked about uh, that offsides goal, and we were all still fired up about it. Um, yeah. I, I remember who it was. Might have been the Blue Line podcast guys. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but. Because I, I still get angry about it, but you know, whatever. I guess we get angry about blues hockey, no matter what time of year it is. You're not a blues fan if you ain't, you ain't angry about blues hockey. <laughs> That's true. Uh, the uh, the official beers of episode number one hundred and forty. What did I say? Two, seven. I said one forty two, right? It's one forty two. One. It's one forty two. I believe it, it is one forty two. Let's let's, let's just wait. One forty seven. You said one forty two at the start. I did of the say one forty two. It is one forty seven. Like this I, is off like the I rails. Preseason <laughs> form. It's not my fault. Uh, uh, two o'clock. Kurt did that. Let's see. Uh, official beers. Uh, Bill. I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm going straight for it. Right into the barrel age stuff preseason episode. So this is uh, Founders Curmudgeon's Better Half. So Curmudgeon's an old style ale brewed with molasses. This is the barrel aged version. So it's got a nice bourbon barrel flavor to it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <clears throat> Again, preseason form. I'm a little bit. Of, <clears throat> I've got to get used to you know. Having the mic back in my face. There's no S- there's no STD on the mic. You're okay. You can get closer. <laughs> well, that, not that I'm aware. There's a there's a it's got a it's, it's got, got a condom got on a it. Prophylactic. <laughs> it's the prophylactic cover right. will protect. It's perfect, me. Yeah, it's, it's it's sanitized for it's Herb. spermicidal and it's ribbed on the outside, so you can get as close as you want. <laughs> but for whose pleasure? For mine. I'm, I get to watch you. Uh. <laughs> 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 proceed <laughs> proceed you, 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 <laughs> barrel aged yes so <clears throat> so what t- tames an old ale like curmudgeon the tender embrace of oak and sweet maple that's what the result is curmudgeon's better half a harmonious matrimony of our deceptively smooth old ale brewed with molasses and time spent aging in bourbon barrels that have previously held maple syrup because all counterparts should be sweet, rich, and utterly delicious. Is that that's from Founders? That's from Founders. Is, and it's it sounds delicious. Is it? It's tasty. Okay, I'm enjoying it. Good. Uh, Ponder, what do you got? Well, I've got an old St. Louis favorite. I think I've had this on the show recently. Actually, there's only so many uh, beers. So yeah, gotta... I know. And uh, I think this is still left over from the last time we did a show. Uh, Schlafly Oktoberfest. <laughs> like half a beer? Is it you've kept it? Is yeah, it? <laughs> it's the exact same one. I just kind of <laughs> kept it by my feet as I recorded the summer interview series. Uh, no, it's um, it's just a, it's it's one of the best Oktoberfests out there. I don't care if you're from 
St. Louis, Dallas, Detroit. Uh, Schlafly makes one hell of an Oktoberfest. If you like Oktoberfest, which back when I first started drinking beer, and I, and I think Bill and I have had this conversation a couple times, I loved pumpkin beer, and I still do. Uh, depends on the on the on which kind. Pumpkin is great. For those of you that never had it, Southern uh, Tier. But what's that? That's from Southern Tier. Yeah, it is. It's great. Um, but I like a lot of pumpkin beer and I never gave Oktoberfest a chance. And then when I got to be about 24, 25, I started having Oktoberfest and I'm like, where have you been my whole life? So if you've never had Oktoberfest beer, it's just, it's sweet. It goes down easy. And, uh, it just, honestly, it's something I could drink year round. So I I recommend the Schlafly Oktoberfest if you've never had it. So many jokes. Had a girlfriend like that in high school. <laughs> Sweet, but she wow. went down easy. <laughs> That's a terrible we're, joke. It is. It is. It is. It is. It's, it's a bad joke. It's. We're going to some dark places. You, you can never run for. You can never be nominated to the Supreme Court now. Mm. Yes, he can. Thank I mean, he can, be, he can be nominated, but <laughs> there will be issues. <laughs> uh, mine is. I I guarantee you. Well, Bill's had it. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I guarantee you that and eh, the Cardinals just got swept. Great. Um that the uh the Ponders never had this beer. And I, I I I would I would wager a large chunk of money that nobody in our listening audience has had this beer. Which is vast. It is uh Viking. It's from uh Iceland. I've never had it. <clears throat> well, have you ever checked our our download numbers? From like no, I, from a map perspective, I have not. I have not checked the Iceland. I, 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 we may have had one listener from Iceland at one time, mm-hmm. so there is a chance actually that. But uh, this, uh, it's, it's. I can hold up the microphone here, or the uh, hold up. I'll hold the bottle up to the microphone so you can see it. Uh, Worst show ever to the camera <laughs> to the camera so you can see it. It's uh, for those of you viewing on YouTube uh, now or later. Yeah, it's uh, by Viking. Bru- I assume that's pronounced Brewhouse. B R U G G H U S. Uh, and the, I'll read the back of the bottle to you. Uh, Sigildur Gavdebor, uh, Viking Ur Margaverlander, our Gerdir Burning Nerf from Norger, Og Friskenlagi. Okay, and that's <laughs> it's Icelandic. I assume it's Icelandic. I mean, it could be gibberish. I don't know. But anyway, it's uh, it's it's okay. It's all right. It's fine. It uh, it had a, a a very grainy yeasty flavor to it. Yeah, it does, and I I really uh, the only English on this damn thing is brewed and bottled by Viking Brewery. <laughs> that's that's all. Oh, and contains oh it contains malted barley. Best before see bottleneck. There's no date. Nine twelve twenty fourteen. Right, twenty fourteen. So it's 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 fine. It's uh yeah it's all right. It's not. I would not buy this beer again, but it's. It's neat. It's from Iceland. So if you if you're in Iceland and you and you want to try Viking beer, you know, uh, be prepared for an okay beer. Um, what do we got next? Uh, today in blues history, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, uh, September 26th, uh, 2018. So in 1974, uh, on September 26th, the St. Louis Blues blew a four to two lead and lost five to four to the Houston Arrows. In the first ever game between the NHL and WHA on September 26th, 1974. That was the year I was born. Uh, literally uh, two days after I was born. Hmm. 
<clears throat> so literally a year and a half before I was born. So, and I, I do not recall this game. <laughs> that was two days old. So, uh, yeah, I, I wish I could, uh, you know, hey, I remember that game, but I do not. Uh, Jeff, you remember that game? No. Yes, okay. very vividly. Uh, today's date in Blues history, 1992. Blue, uh, Brett Hall was named the captain of the St. Louis Blues on September 26th today. Uh, he was the sixth ca- uh, Blues captain in, in six years, which is really bad. Uh, and then Bobby Plager later that night uh, uh, berated his brand new captain Brett Hall on the bench during the game that same night. <laughs> so good old Bobby uh, Plager who uh, coached the team for about six games or eight games or something. It was not very long. No, no. <clears throat> it was much more of an interim role than right. anything else. Right. Uh, didn't uh, uh, who, uh, was it the uh, who took over? Bob Barry. Wasn't Bob Barry. It? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Bob Barry. Because Bob Barry. That's was... a, that was a point in time when you just handed the C to your best player, because anyone who's played with Brett Hall and Brett Hall would probably tell you this himself too. That man is not captain material. No, <laughs> he's not. So, a, he's not very a, odd. He's not a rah rah guy. He's a uh, uh, hey. Dude, you fucking suck tonight. Yeah. That's the kind of guy he is. Yeah. Blunt I mean, he's a lead, like I'm, I'm sure he was a leader in the locker room just because of who he was, but I wouldn't he's even, not the type of guy that you expect to stand up and give a speech after the second period. Yeah, I wouldn't even say he's a lead by example guy because he didn't, I mean, he didn't play great defense out there on the ice. He does not like he was a, you know, a hardworking player. He coasted a lot. He'll tell you that. Uh, but he found open spaces. That's what his, That was his deal. He kind of coast and float and find open spots and uh, turn invisible. So that was that was his deal. Yeah, totally different era of the NHL too. When okay. uh, who played defense? Uh, that'd be nobody. <laughs> Maybe Scott Stevens. <laughs> Maybe Scott Stevens. Scott Stevens. Not Steve Smith. Not Steve Smith. No, he he shot pucks on his own net. Yes, that's right. Uh, 1976, uh, September 26, 1976. Bob Gasoff dislocated the left wrist of Bobby Hall. With a slash on on uh, this date in an exhibition game between the St. Louis Blues and the Winnipeg Jets. Way to go, Bobby Yasoff. <laughs> it's always great when the goon takes out the superstar, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, so, hey, if you don't follow the at STL Blues uh, history Twitter account, please do. They're a great follow. We always say that because it's true. Uh, hey, would we ever lie to you? That's the question. Oh, we lie all the time. <laughs> it's not, okay, that's, true. That's not enough for a debate, but <laughs> whether or not what you know you, they that folks realize we're lying to them is the is the question. We hide it well. Uh, did uh, the Athletic had a, a Blues projection model for uh, the for the Blues for the upcoming season? And uh, I took a look at this uh, when it came out, and this was uh, by I, I is this even a real last name? Uh, Dom Lecision. Le- Okay. <laughs> yeah, we uh, decision. That, not not to not to call him out, but I asked Jeremy Rutherford how to say his name before we talked about that article, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, don't don't uh, put this on the air." But I don't know how to say his name either, and that's <laughs> okay. his colleague. <laughs> we we won't put it on the air then. Lucid, 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 it's very, Luc- it's very close to Curtis Lucision, right? right? It's not spelled the same way, though. It's, no, there's a lot more Z's and S's in there. 
It is. L, there's like no vowels. It's, there's one vowel in his last name. I'm not counting Ys either. L U Not going to work here anymore. L U S Z C Z Y S Z Y N. That is nuts. Okay, anyway. Uh, I thought this was a pretty uh, fantastic breakdown. He uh, he has a model that he uses that uh, kind of analyzes and, and predicts uh, about how a team will do based on a number of scenario, a number of variables. Um, anyway, uh, it's it's interesting. But he, he his model for the Blues um, uh, has the Blues remaining on the playoff bubble, so about where they were last year, despite the perception of you know vast improvements that Armstrong has made. Uh, why you may ask? Did you guys get a chance to look this over at all? Because okay, yes. Okay, so uh, I th- I found it. I, I mean, we've we've talked about a, a number of these things, and it's it's interesting to see uh, another person put it into you know, kind of like a model, come up with very similar things that what we've been saying. But uh, why does he feel that way? He feels that the the schedule, the blue schedule, sucks. I know we talked about this uh, uh, a couple shows ago. Um, and it was talked about on tweet, tweeted out on Twitter that uh, the the Blues have a, have a high number of games where they are at a rest disadvantage, uh, higher than most teams uh, in that regard. So that's that kind of sucks. They have less rest than the team they're playing. The Blues will be uh, uh, less rested than opponents ten more times than when they are more rested, the more rested team. So that's that their disadvantage there. They have four games that will be their uh, let's say they have four games. That will be their sixth in nine games. Four times. Yeah, four games. Okay, there, there are four games this coming season where we can say this is their sixth game in nine days, if that makes sense. I struggled with that when talking to Rutherford, too, so you're not alone. It's, that, is, that is crazy. And, and that, not to mention that uh, one of those stretches comes in the final week of the season. Yeah, and yeah. that's and if they if they need points to jump up over a team or to even get in the playoffs, that's going to suck uh, because they're going to have they'll have games in hand. So I know the conversation is going to be this. Well, we got three games in hand, and uh, we can make up ground if we do this. But this is our third game in four nights, and it's just uh, it's going to. So we'll see how that goes. Now, last year they always did really well on back to back nights. Right. The year before that though, they they were fucking terrible. Yeah. So I so I mean it just depends, and we'll see. Hopefully, uh, with a few young kids in the lineup this year, uh, they'll have fresher legs. I don't know. Um, but it's safe to say the Blues are one of the teams getting hurt uh, most by the league's schedule makers. So that's fantastic. <laughs> so that's yeah, it. I, Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say that, um, I mean, that's uh, that's something that when you're breaking down teams and, you know, here's our team preview, you know, from blog A and blog B, that's something a lot of people don't take into account. You know, you're going to say, okay, looking at this roster, looking at the rest of the central, well, we should be a hundred point team. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's believable. But then you look at the schedule and you say, they've got some tough games ahead. I mean, there are some games, like you said, there's a uh, multiple times where they have four games and six nights. Uh, that, that takes a toll on any team, no matter how young you are, no matter how experienced you are, and uh, multiple I, multiple games where they have six games and nine nights. Yeah, I mean that's, that's insane. And and you look at the breakdown across the league, and and yeah, I mean it's not just that the Blues have one of the tougher schedules; it's that I think they have the toughest schedule from what I've seen. I mean it's it's that bad. So the Blues are really going to have to 
buckle down and, and we're gonna have to hope that the chad johnson which we'll probably i imagine we'll get to here in a minute uh the breakdown that he had on the goaltending but you're gonna have to expect chad johnson or billy huso whoever's gonna be the backup all year to be able to step in and, and play some big minutes because you can't rely i mean i don't care who goalie is but the blues track record with jake yeah. allen you just can't rely on him Yep. being able to carry that load. I mean, that's it's a crazy amount of games in a short amount of time. They've got 91. Uh, they project the Blues to get 91.5 points, which uh, I, that's not a playoff. I mean, that's 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 rough, getting the playoffs in 91 points. Um, the forward group, they're very complimentary of the forward group. Um, they they said it's a great forward group. They rank 10th in the league collectively, thanks to a superb top nine that ranks 9th. Uh, granted, they have Fabry and Yaskin penciled in and no uh, Blair or Cairo. So we'll see how that plays out if those two guys do make the team. Um, so we'll see. But um, the defense gets also gets even better marks uh, from this model. So uh, the forwards and defense get really good marks. If the Blues have arguably the top two pairs, uh, the two, two top pairs that give them the fifth best uh, top four in the league and the seventh best group overall. So you know, put all the schedules together, offense and defense, and the Blues have a top 10 team. As many, based on what we just mentioned, uh, the the roster uh, compared to other teams in the league, it's a it's a very good roster. So, But then we come to goaltending. <clears throat> and it's so interesting to read this because, uh, and I'm reading this from the article, the problem with, this, with St. Louis is unsurprisingly in net. Jake Allen has been largely inconsistent as a starter the last two seasons. Uh, his save percentage of 9-10 ranks 38th among goalies who have played 25 or more games. His 9-20 save percentage from three seasons ago is starting to become a distant memory at this point. So what further sullies Allen's numbers is that the Blues also have a reputation for stingy defense. Over the last three seasons, Allen's save percentage is 9-13, but his expected save percentage based on the shot quality he faced is 9-17. So the different, and the difference is 48th among goalies over that span. So last year was a new low for Allen, as the 906 save percentage he posted was significantly lower than the expected 916. By goals saved above average, Allen was a minus 15.9, meaning he nearly cost the Blues three wins. Only four of the goalies were worse last season, and one of them is the team's new backup, Chad Johnson. <laughs> so uh, as far as uh, roster construction important goes, a backup goalie is one of the lowest priorities on the list. However, for the Blues... It may be part of what sinks an otherwise stacked team. Johnson is one of the lesser goalies in the league uh, last season and is a significant downgrade from what the team had in 17-18 when Hutton put up uh, surprisingly elite numbers behind Allen last season. In fact, his goal saved uh, above average of 16.9 counteracted Allen's struggles, giving the team an illusion in average goaltending last season. So what should make Blues fans a bit more optimistic about this forecast is that goaltending is by far the trickiest position to predict, which we've talked about before, about goaltenders can be up or down based on the season. Um, it's hard to say. But with that said, the Blues are slated to receive bottom three goaltending this season, making it difficult for any team to realistically compete for a playoff spot, which is spot fucking on yes. on what we've been saying about um, the goaltending. So... Um, uh so my thoughts on on that, and, and I'm going to try and not repeat anything I've said over the, the summer, and obviously I want to get Bill's opinion here too because he's our resident goalie ex expert. Um, former uh, AHL goalie, right, Bill? <laughs> uh, um, OHL. <laughs> OHL. Got the letters right. wrong, OHL. Yeah. Don't get crazy here. Yeah. Um, um. So, no, I, I 
I am much more excited league. about the Chad Johnson signing than probably 99% of Blues fans because I don't I, I throw last year into a dumpster because he was on with Robin Lehner, one of the worst teams that defensively that has been put on the ice in years. And I think yes, his numbers were inflated and they were awful, and he very well could carry those numbers over here. But when you look at where he was in Calgary just two years ago, um, now granted, they didn't have a great defense either, but he and they kind of had to to make him the starter for a while because Brian Elliott was that bad. Mm. But he looked great for a long stretch of the season. I mean, there was two months there where he was the starting goalie for the Calgary Flames. If he can find that magic again, then he's going to be fine. He's I don't think he'll put up Cart, Carter Hutton numbers, but he'll put you up numbers to where this team can still win games, even if he doesn't have his strongest game. Now, having said that, like Kurt just said, goaltending is the toughest uh, position to predict. So it's going to go either way. We don't know. And the same thing with Jake Allen. We don't know how he's going to play. But, uh, but yeah, that is definitely the most concerning. But I do think that people shouldn't, uh, shouldn't be throwing Chad Johnson under the bus just yet. Yeah, no, I, and and I agree with you that his numbers uh, should improve. Actually, I mean, and again, it's just the preseason, but he's played very well in the preseason so far. He's got a one, what is it, a one point oh one goals against average, and he's got he's played in three games, and he's he's played he's played well. He's been the the Blues' best goalie in the preseason so far. Um, so with that said, uh, I expect him to do better in front of uh, behind a better team. With that said, you know, uh, it's hard to play worse than Allen did last year uh, for the most part. Um, so I, uh, <laughs> I would hope that he could play better than Allen did last year as a backup to Allen this year, if that makes sense. Uh, I was just going to throw my two cents into the conversation here um, as the not really OHL <laughs> backup goal at CBC. What was it? What, what league was the CBC in? What uh, league? Mid-States high school hockey. Mid-States high school hockey uh, yes. veteran goalie. ECHL. <clears throat> <laughs> not even close. Um, so that that paragraph that that last paragraph that you read my ipad just went to sleep so i can't just <clears throat> repeat it quickly um but that chad johnson uh, you know the the fact that we're talking prominently about chad johnson uh and you know, this isn't our season preview show but uh, the fact that we're talking about him he is at best <clears throat> a b goalie he is not it's not like years past you know last year we could consider carter hudden who i don't think when he first signed here people would consider him coming in to be a 1b to jake allen they considered him a b goalie if we get that out of out of chad johnson great i don't expect that to happen the best 20 game stretch of his career happened while he was in calgary but he still wound up a 500 goalie that year um you know Maybe maybe it is a function of the the defense that was in front of him. That it was a bad Calgary team, it was a bad Buffalo team last year. Um, <clears throat> I think though, everything this season rides solely on Jake Allen. We can't expect Chad Johnson to be the savior of this team. And you know, a lot of people I know uh, have have been 
looking to Vili Huso to get a shot. Um, this team is this team is really uh, Jake Allen or bust. I have I. That's just how I see it going into the season. Um, and I'll tell you, uh, if he plays, if he gives up a bad goal in the first game, just how quickly, how quickly will the sphincters of every Blues fan pucker just thinking uh, this is going to be a long season? Yeah, and and that was, that was graphic. I think I think I think that's a that's a that's a I think that's that's going to be that way, and it's sad it's going to be that way, but that's what's on everyone's mind. And because the the team is more or less stacked compared to last year, it's a much much better roster. So really, the the pressure falls on goaltending because it was so bad last year. Our, our number our starting goaltending was bad last year, and now that there's not Hutton to come in and save the day and make the overall goaltending look average, because that's pretty bad when you're when when you're when your one goalie starts what uh, what thirty whatever games he started. <clears throat> or and 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 he puts up the best GAA and the best save percentage, and as a whole, your your number one brings you down to eh, league average and uh, less than less than league average goaltending. So, right, and missing the playoffs, and missing the playoffs. You know, and that that's the the thing that scares me uh, about you know the the two points that were made in the the article, the strength of or the the toughness of schedule. And all of those games, you were going to have to rely on <clears throat> Chad Johnson to play some games. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he'll put up the numbers that he's putting up now um, during the the regular season. But again, preseason, don't don't bet on it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it it's it's scary because I I'm just at this point I am not a believer in Jake Allen. Oh, we've, yeah. Hope he proves me wrong. I don't expect it to happen. We yeah we've we've beaten this horse quite a bit and I am I'm, I'm with you uh, that Jake Allen has to re-earn the confidence of a lot of fans because he did he it's it's gone for so many Ray in the uh, in the YouTube uh, chat uh, said uh, <clears throat> uh, he's a uh, he's uh, an Allen supporter I think we're all Allen supporters we want him to do well but he goes he, he I'm still purchasing his jersey to support him more than I ever have I'm rallying and I'm gonna say that uh, uh, that in the past, when I've bought a jersey with a player's name on it, uh, they have not lasted the full season on that team. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I, I mean, if 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 Allen struggles as bad uh, this year as he did last year, uh, he's I, I don't I don't see him uh, being the starter on this team come Christmas. So I I just don't see it. So um. <clears throat> I hope I'm wrong about that. And uh, Lance uh, sent us a tweet, uh, messaged me, and said, uh, asked if we're doing a show tonight. <laughs> I said, we're doing one now, Lance. <laughs> there he is. He's joined the uh, the chat. He the blues. Uh, Lance says uh, from the drop podcast says uh, the Blues offense needs to re-earn our confidence. Also, right. And Lance is uh, Lance needs to join the show later so we can have a little uh, little battle about the uh, the offense last year versus the goaltending last year. Um, the offense was was bad last year, uh, and the the power play was worse. The power but, play, power play was just the, atrocious last year. Yeah, yeah, and and that's you're not going to argue that. From, I'm not going to get an argument from me at all. The goaltending and the offense uh, was bad. They are not. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Um, it can be both. And I think with the but the, with the offense, the difference with the offense and the goaltending um, is that the Blues have changed the offense quite a bit. 
They brought in players. Uh, the, 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 the roster, the forward group is vastly different than last year. So, and there is a Robbie Fabry that's trying to be healthy. <laughs> he's just not, he's at least his knee is not, you know, the issue again, but so, uh, so we've got, uh, yeah. And Lance says he wants to get a margarita first <laughs> before he joins the show, but we'll no, try, we'll try and open it up later. Yes. No salt on the margarita. <clears throat> no salt. No salt. Lance does say also, come on, guys, it wasn't all Jake's fault, which we agree. But, I mean, come on, Lance, you have to admit that is the biggest question mark going into the season. I mean, yeah, you could point fingers and say, okay, well, the offense is going to have to gel quickly because it's a whole new system and a whole new setup and got to get the power plan on track. Yeah, but they've addressed that. They really didn't address the goaltending too much. Uh, so the, the question mark still lies where the weakness was last year. And I'll say this too, in addition to, uh, okay, so the first, was it through December, the first week in December or something like that, the Blues were the top scoring team in the league. Masked and, it. Yeah, yeah, they were they were killing it offensively through December 7th or whatever it was. Um, so actually, technically, you could say that if it wasn't for the Blues' offense last year, they'd have missed the playoffs by a lot. Going on a tear early in the season, I mean. So, uh, and Jake Allen was pretty consistently bad the whole season, except except for a couple of uh, pockets where he played. He played well. He played well to end the season, uh, more or less. Um, so, but I think, uh, but and and we've talked about this before. But when the Blues' offense was turned up, Allen's numbers were about the same as they were most of the season. They were pretty bad, but it didn't get the attention until the Blues offense dried up and started to suck. Then all of a sudden we're noticing, oh my gosh, you know, we allow uh, two goals, three goals, and and uh, one's a softy, and we lost three to one or two to one, and all of a sudden it's like, you know, then they're blaming Allen. So it's uh, I agree completely that the offense was terrible last year. The power play was awful, but the goaltending was also bad. It didn't, didn't have to be one or the other. Um, the article also goes on to praise uh, the forward group in detail, the good moves that Armstrong has made, uh, but it also says that all of that could be undone by the two points mentioned earlier with uh, the goaltending, uh, the starter, and the backup. So it also says that the chemistry with new players is hard to predict, so that's uh, so good chemistry could give the team a boost in the point category as well. So to recap this entire thing, according to the model, the Blues' strength of schedule and the subpar goaltending uh, that's expected in the model uh, could cause the Blues to be a playoff bubble team this season, which I think would disappoint a lot of people because there's a lot of hype, uh, probably too much. So, I mean, not not to be a downer, but uh, the team is much better, and I expect good things from them this season. But I think a lot of people are, are I think <laughs> I think they're going to burn houses down if this team does not uh, perform at a you know near elite level. Yeah, I think a lot of people uh, probably bought into you know the the things where you've got uh, you know players coming out like McDavid saying, "Oh, the Blues are the Blues are really going to be really good this year." I hate and, that. Yeah, I it, hate that. yeah. Connor McDavid's still a young player in the NHL. He's not a GM. You know, that's he's making yeah. a player out of uh, Ratty though. Do you see the the Ratty stats? I have not. Ratty leads the NHL in scoring in the preseason: seven goals, he's three assists. <clears throat> McDavid second, and uh, uh, the the other guy on their line is third. Uh, McDavid, Red top top three scorers in the NHL preseason. 
is Edmonton's top line. Mm. Wow. Let's uh, let's see what happens in a month. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's and that's I was gonna say it's it's preseason. <laughs> Doesn't mean a whole lot. Raddy played well for us in the preseason too. I'll say, didn't uh, T.J. Hensick once lead the preseason in points? Did he really? That sounds I, I, that I sounds close so. to could, being right. I could be off. <clears throat> so that's uh, I thought anyway. I thought that article was was pretty uh, pretty all encompassing. Um, in its uh, in its findings, I thought that was pretty good. Um, so if you get a chance to check it out, it's the it's on the it's if you're a subscriber to the Athletic, it's on their website and it's by uh, Dan. Luskevich, Lucision. Lucision. It could be Luskevich. You don't know. <laughs> There's too many S's and Z's and Y's and N's in that name. It could be pronounced any which way. You don't know. Oh, <clears throat> Kurt, Kurt, Kurt. So check it out. Uh, it's the 2018-2019 initial season preview for the St. Louis Blues. And like I said, they predicted the Blues to get 91 and a half points. <clears throat> Hopefully they're about a good, at least a half dozen more than that. The um, what else is in the news today? Oh yeah! Oh, there's plenty, Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, is a drug lord, apparently, <laughs> or drug czar, or a drug mule. Drug mule. Yeah, Bill's Bill uh, <laughs> prefers the term drug mule. <clears throat> um, yeah, <laughs> it, it better aligns with his skating ability. <laughs> Finnish authorities have raided a cottage owned by Yori Latera in his home country of Finland. Latera has denied any wrongdoing. Um, Seven people have already been locked up due to the raid. Uh, local outlets are saying the cops are focusing on two kilos of cocaine worth about $25,000 each. Officials have reported, uh, reportedly seized more than $700,000 in jewelry and other valuables and have more than 23 persons of interest in the case. Flyers GM and former NHL goalie Ron Huxtall released a statement Wednesday morning saying, we have spoken with your Laterra and the league office regarding the reports out of Finland and we'll reserve any further comment on the matter at this time, which is probably a smart thing to say. <laughs> oh, uh, TMZ closes the article with, Yuri is a decent NHL player. He is in the middle of a three-year, $14.1 million contract. I think TMZ's hockey department must have the same collective uh, hockey IQ as the Blues Lounge. <laughs> decent, <laughs> decent player he is not. Boat anchor he is. <laughs> I think they're only measuring it by by a value of contract and what he earns, right? Maybe, yeah. <clears throat> and the fact that he is an NHL player. They should they should have well, just said, your Laterra is an NHL player. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That well, is true. Uh, some of the things I read today were that he was uh, kind of borderline to make the team given his eight points last season. <clears throat> yeah, he's been, he has, uh, I don't, I didn't check his numbers <clears throat> in the preseason, but I don't, I don't think it's very good. Where did I read? I read somewhere. I think it was from our friend Steph Driver, who was on the show before. We need to have back on now because yeah. of these. these I know. Coming. Yeah, these these thoughts coming out now. Um, but uh, they, I know earlier in camp there was an injury or somebody was sitting out or something, and uh, they put Yori Laterra on the top line again, <laughs> and everybody was saying, "Oh my God, please let this just be for preseason." And it's like, hey, that was the blues for what three years? You know, you know, I'm gonna and this is gonna tick off some people, but I'm gonna say it anyway. The um shoehorning Laterra onto that top line reminds me of last season the blues trying to shoehorn Allen as the number one goalie. Oh, oh. Mm. <laughs> oh 
man, you're gonna really make Lance upset. Anyway, I love Lance. Lance, a good I guy. love Lance too. <laughs> you can listen not, to Lance not, on the not, Let's Go Blues Radio not, Summer Interview yeah, Series. Not at the same time, though. <laughs> oh, um, I'm, I'm into that. <laughs> um, so yeah, Lori Yori Laterra, that was uh, that was a shocker. I uh, was not expecting that from him because, as the jokes have piled up. Somebody on cocaine is usually very quick and <laughs> and and can move quickly and that's not Yori Laterra. That is the exact opposite. So maybe he really isn't involved. So yeah, the the I I, I the first thing I thought of when I heard the Laterra news this morning other than like, wow, it's somebody tweeted out, uh so I'll take uh news I didn't expect to hear today for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> um but I, the first thing I thought of was uh uh Mike Danton and how that Oh, okay. Well, uh, well, we—it's kind of the opposite uh, situation for Blues fans because we acquired Mike Danton, Danton, and then there was the issue with uh, him and the hired hitman and whatever, and he and basically in his career, and now we traded away Laterra, and then he's got the uh, the issue with the uh, acu- allegedly um, or accused of or not accused of—he's a suspect. Uh, no, he's a—he's not—he's a person of interest. He's not even a suspect. So. It was a people at his cottage. He wasn't there. Um, so, I, I mean, it could be a thing where he has, you know, 14 houses across the globe and he has no idea who's at his house and he's renting it out. And it could be just people running a drug ring out of it. That So it, he may have nothing to do with it. So innocent to proven guilty. But uh, I just thought that was um, weird news to start uh, this Wednesday. The, uh, the comment that I made to you guys earlier when we were talking about it, um, and I'll repeat it here, was, uh, you know, my first thought was, man, if he were to, you know, if he is accused and, and, and you know, allegedly and, and whatever we can say to where I'm not going to get sued, let's just say he goes to jail, the Blues obviously would, or the Flyers would terminate his contract. So my first thought was, man, the Blues could have just held on to him for a year and then terminated his contract and we would have been fine. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm actually still happy it turned out this way. Yes, you'll lose the draft picks, but hey, the Blues got Braden Shen, and he was a hell of a pickup for last season. Yeah, I, 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 all things considered, give me Shen. I just, I'll yep. take the known. I'll take the known. Uh, who's? I mean, it's a, it's a good known. It's not like he's a, ah, you know, he's a, he's a good third line player. Um, no, he's a, he's a good center. Yeah, he's a, he's a, one B center. So, I'll take him every day. So uh, we go from Laterra being a, uh, a, a cocaine drug lord to uh, Mike Keenan having cancer, which uh, was announced uh, today. Part of his treatment will include uh, permanently implanting metal radiation seeds into his body, which form uh, what I understand is a medical trial. Which, from what I understand, is a medical trial that he qualified for. Uh, I know uh, I, we uh, speak for everybody when I say we wish Iron Mike well, even though we have had our differences with uh, uh, Mike Keenan, uh, Blues fans have. So, but uh, we hope it makes a full recovery and uh, and beats this. Can can you say beats this with prostate cancer without uh, chuckling? Is that too soon? Inappropriate. Uh, inappropriate. Yeah. I quit the show. <laughs> Beat cancer. I'm and they they said he caught it really early. So it's, uh, they're very optimistic about it. So that's good. And it's, it's apparently it's very treatable. Uh, so 
uh, Lance from the Drop Podcast says they've been using the seeds in the UK for years, and they're just now starting to use them in the US. What? I, that's I mean that, that of all people that if you had asked me, you know what? Um, who do you think would know have have info about uh, this kind of stuff, this kind of treatment? I would say, ask Lance. I'm Lance. I'm, Lance is the kind of guy that knows the obscure fact like that. He does, but I'm sure it is common knowledge outside of the U.S. Maybe, yeah, I, I'd never heard it before. But I think they're they're metallic, and so I, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Mike Tyson, uh, Mike Keenan said, uh, I guess he really will be Iron Mike now. Yeah, that's true. Um. So, uh, some. Uh, oh, and Lance says his wife had cancer. No, oh, so. Well, there you go. Um, so he would know. Uh, so some preseason stuff uh, about the Blues. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna preface this by saying it's only preseason. Um, Ty Ratty, like I said, leads the NHL in scoring, seven goals, three assists, ten points in three games played. Ten points in three games. Uh, on the McDavid line. Who is second in the NHL with seven points? Uh, Fabry. Hey, wait a minute! 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 Wait a minute. Slow down! Yeah. Slow down, son. Oh yeah, I got I was, lot, I'm, I'm, I'm clicking here. I got a lot of stuff to cover. I was just going to uh, to add some relevant news. If the Ty Ratty uh, leading the league is relevant, I also want to point out earlier in my NHL 18, Ryan O'Reilly scored six goals in the Stanley Cup Final. I feel like that is just as pertinent. As Ty Ratty leading the league in preseason, six goals in the finals or in the yeah no in one game oh oh wow I beat the uh, Washington Capitals six to three all goals from Ryan O'Reilly. It's always impressive when uh, when somebody uh, brags about their their video game hockey uh, capabilities. I'm just on. saying if, if we're talking <laughs> about Ty Ratty leading the preseason, might as well mention my NHL 18 experiences. <clears throat> what level were you playing on? <laughs> All right, fine. I pulled the other team's goalie, and I had the second player controller on. That's what happened. He so, still gave up three goals. Impressive. <laughs> I, I passed it my own net multiple times. So the uh, the the young kids uh, are uh, kind of leading the way for scoring for the Blues in the preseason so far. Um, Sammy Blay is tied for the league team lead in the scoring with four goals, no assists uh, in four games played. Kairou uh, also has four points, but it's on one goal and three assists. And uh, Thomas has three points. So uh, top three in scoring for the Blues in preseason, Blay, uh, Kairou, and Thomas, um, which, you know, is hopefully a thing uh, of the uh, now and future for the Blues as far as uh, leading the team in scoring goes. Um, Fabry, <laughs> multiple, uh, what, he's got a groin injury now, and uh, he's currently out. It's not knee-related. So I guess that's good, but no injuries are good. But I guess yeah, they said I, I like the 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 thing. I think it was Rutherford tweeted out that it was a, a, a level one groin strain, and so many people were saying, "Wait a minute, is one the best or <laughs> yes. the worst you can get? Is one is it like golf <laughs> where one is good or is it?" Uh... <laughs> um, real quick, I, I just and again, I, we don't have to go over every one of these points, but um. It's just so funny to think about where we were at when the season ended last year. We had our last show before the summer interview series started, and we were all talking about, well, hey, next year, Kairou, Thomas, uh, these guys are shoe-ins to make the team. And, uh, you know, even Sammy Blay was kind of thrown in there because 
He had a, a, a cup of coffee with the team last year. But we didn't foresee this summer coming with the Blues that these guys are not shoe wins at all. And uh, they're they're trying their asses off to make this team. And it's encouraging because I, I do think that one of them definitely will make it. I think at least two make the roster. Um, I could see that being Kairou. I can see it being Blay too, but um, man, I tell you what, Kairou, that guy is just, he's got, he's got some skill. Not that they all don't, but uh, yeah, they, think, he's got some skill that I think if you could throw him on your fourth line, you could get some scoring there. And I think that would be really interesting to see uh, where Mike Yo goes with this fourth line to start the year. I think uh, with Fabry being hurt and with uh, Shoshnikov uh, having a concussion uh, and having not played, he hasn't played in the preseason at all, has he? Um, so I, I think two, those are two guys that you had kind of, you know, you had Shoshnikov penciling on the fourth line. You had uh, Fabry penciling on, what, the third line, second line. So um, those two guys are out. I think that's a, I think that, and with Kairou playing well, I think, uh, I think he makes the team. Well, he gets at least his what nine, seven, 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 seven nine games, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the, there's no reason not to do that at this point. With yep. just with the injury to Fabry, I mean, Sashnikov. Eh, I mean, I I think you know he well he's he's been so injury prone over his career. I just don't I don't ever want to even pencil him in. It's always a concussion too. Yeah, it's it, a, he's. I, I mean, mean that, that his his brain has got to be is going to be mush before yeah uh, too long, man. Yeah. Scary. Um, so the uh, the Blues and Caps game last night. Um, did either of you guys get a chance to watch any of it? And it was on NHL TV. I saw your tweet way <laughs> too late. Ah. Um, mm. But uh, it was Jake Allen's only start so far in the preseason uh, due to uh, his uh, mm. back spasms that he was uh, suffering from. He allowed two goals on 21 shots. Johnson made 14 saves on 15 shots. Uh, when Johnson played the third period, Allen played the first two. Um, I caught bits and pieces of the game, most of the first and second period. Um, Allen looked, he looked okay. He looked about this, about the same as usual in his first action in the preseason after recovering from his back spasms, I guess. Um, you can't expect too much. You know, it's his first game, first action. Um, uh, but honestly, if you want me to grade him, I would, based on what I saw, I, 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 in the first, the goal in the first period, I thought he was back in his net a bit. Um, it was a bang bang play, but I thought he—I don't think he challenged the play at all, um, and I didn't uh, didn't care for his overall play. He made a few really nice saves, but uh, uh, I thought he was overplaying pucks a bit. He he was sliding too far out of his net, um, and which was his problem last year. He he overplayed and slid out too far and, and slid side to side and and uh, couldn't get back. That happened a, a number of times last night. So, so you're telling me Jake Allen was not in position? Uh, Jake Allen was not in position. <laughs> That's that's been him over his entire career. That's 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 his problem. And uh, Lance says, and Lance says the first goal is Prickle's fault. I disagree. Um, and we can talk mm. about this later if we open it up. But uh, uh, I thought Prickle did a good job staying between the forward. Don't know who it was uh, between the forward and the and the goal. Um, Prickle cut him off. The forward tried to cut left, um, and the puck kind of bounced. The puck kind of bounced, and uh, the the who brought it, uh, who had the puck uh, lost the handle a bit. And Pareko was between his, between his player and the goal, and the puck kind of squirted free uh, to uh, the trailing player who scored on a. It's a really nice shot. It was, but uh, but Allen wasn't challenging the play at all. So I I you know could Pareko play it differently? Maybe. I thought he was fine though. He stayed between the the, the forward and the goal, and uh, he cut him off, and uh, 
the trailer came in and shot, you know, who Prager didn't have a chance to, to get to. So, but, uh, maybe Lance saw it differently. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he says, uh, well, Ray agrees with him, says Colton should have played the body that close to the goal. Yeah. Not, well, if Colton would have played the body though, uh, here, I guess he's just saying that that would have made the play better, but here's the deal with that though. I, I, I saw Ray's comment last night and I made a point to, I was like, well, I didn't, I didn't really catch that. So I went back and watched it again on the replay. And, uh, I didn't think personally, I didn't think Pareko was in a position to, uh, uh, you know, where he should have played the body in that, in that case necessarily. I mean, he, he did pretty much what he was expected to do on that play. He, he cut the guy off. He stayed between him and the goal. And, um, but you know, to be honest, uh, with at that point in the play, if he takes the body, I um, mean, he's taking himself out of the play too, um, with that guy trying on the play. So that was, I think it was, it was, a, it was a really nice play by Washington. To be honest, um, the only thing I wish would happen differently on that play was uh, uh, Allen challenging the play a little bit more. So he was back on his goal a little bit, and the Washington commentators even made that comment too that they thought he was back on his goal a little bit, and he was. But uh, could, like I said, could Preko have taken? Maybe if Preko does, you know, uh, knock him off the puck physically and. And the goal never happens, maybe, but uh, I don't think that that that's something that you, know, you can pin on Preco that much in that play necessarily. Something we all need to remember, and we'll probably get to this maybe with uh, social media fails. It's preseason. It I don't I don't care. We we see this kind of with Ty Ratty. I don't care if Jake Allen gave up ten goals last night. Um, we'll see what happens in the regular season. This is these games are not meant for. Uh, uh, to look at the stats and to look at, okay, who scored and uh, who, you know, which of these veterans played well. It's more to get the veterans in condition, um, unless your name's Jake Dotchin, which uh, that is a hilarious story. You guys followed that at all? Mm. No? Jake Dotchin? No? No. Tampa Bay Lightning showed up to camp 20 pounds overweight. That's Kachuk Keith Kachuk that's, area. That's Keith Kachuk yeah. territory. But yeah, I, I mean, I like it's uh, he's he's been released and, and told, hey, come back when you lose twenty pounds. So <laughs> come back when you uh, have your baby. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, for the veterans, I don't really care. Twins. Uh, what what preseason mostly meant for for the coaching staff and for uh, any talent analysis is to decide of these young guys who's going to make the team. Who's the best option for a call-up? Uh, who should be sent that back to juniors? So at the end of the day, and I know you guys agree, and I'm kind of preaching to the choir here, but I know there's a lot of people that have been concerned with the Blues' play. Um, no. Save it for the regular season. It, I, it I, right I, don't, I don't care. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's fun to see him win. I'd like to – sure, I'd love to see the Blues win. I'd love to score a bunch of plays, uh, a bunch of uh, uh, key guys, score goals you want to see do well. I, I, I get it. Uh, and it's disappointing if, if you don't see that because um, you want to see that. But, but yeah, in the end, it doesn't. That's not what the coaches are necessarily looking for. They're looking for uh, how players are playing within the system um, and how they're working with, how they're gelling with their teammates. And usually, that stuff, you know, translates into production on the ice and and and, and great chances and goals. And actually, the Blues' overall play last night was very good, in what I saw. Um, the Blues outchanced Washington. They outplayed Washington. Um, they just had a tough time beating Copley. Copley was very good. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, and which is a which and is a broken motivated. record and and motivated, right? To to make the team and to play against the Blues, uh, two reasons. So probably more to make the team. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, and uh, the Blues' best chance that I saw came when Kyrou and Thomas were in a two on zero, and uh, Thomas passed to Kyrou on uh, right wing, and he was. 
I think when he got the puck, he he had a better shot of beating him if he one timed it, but it's kind of a tough one timer coming from the when the puck comes across your body like that. So uh, and he kind of corralled it and shot, and uh, he was in too tight and couldn't get it over the top of Copley. So uh, and Copley flashed the glove. So it is what it is. But I thought the Blues, from what I saw, they played really well, but they just weren't putting stuff on the scoreboard. So um, even even though they played really well, I thought the chemistry was kind of choppy in a way. Um, it didn't seem to click as well as it should have. Uh, the five on three didn't look that great. Um, so. Hopefully that stuff that can get worked out. Uh, although you know, it's it's disappointing when the five on three kind of sucks, and last season the power play was so bad. You're hoping that you see some better things, but again, like we said, preseason, no big deal. Uh, do it when it counts. Um, yeah, and and to to kind of add to our conversation again with the YouTube chat, uh, Ray. Well, I'm sorry, actually, Lance says uh, talking about Colton Pareko. He was out of position more than an amateur porn star. I, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to politely disagree with Lance. I think Preco was in a good position, but okay. I do, but I, I do like the, uh, like the pro the, board star. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good stuff. Uh, and then, uh, Lance also says there's fault to go around. Preseason doesn't matter at all. Um, and, uh, CBS sports still shows ratty in a blues uniform on the stats page. I didn't know that. Me. That's kind of funny. And speaking of CBS mm-hmm. Sports, I, I had to go. I had I, I had to go to CBS unless I missed it on initial.com. I had to go to CBSSports.com to find the <clears throat> preseason scoring and standing the records for the teams. NHL, no, you're right. Yep. NHL.com doesn't have jack shit for preseason scoring or standings. I which makes no sense. I'm just I was just curious before the show started. I want to see. You know what the Blues point totals were of different players, and I couldn't. It wasn't on there. I'm like, what the hell? CBS Sports has it, but the NHL.com doesn't have it. That's ridiculous. It's a guy. I was. Uh, I, I remember uh, when I was writing an article years ago, and I was a relevant person. Probably really wasn't that relevant, but anyway, uh, when I was in the media, and um, I remember I was on NHL.com before a game started, and I asked uh, uh, Rutherford, "Hey, man." Uh, where do you get preseason stats? And he just laughed. <laughs> I'm like, really though? Like I'm trying to write something and I need to know. And he goes, I think your only bet is to Google it. And that was the only place I could find it was CBS sports. How stupid is that? That's dumb. That's ridiculous. Can- and I can see after the preseason's over, but during the preseason, I know it should be way more accessible. I agree. Um, <clears throat> Real quick, uh, with the uh, I was at the game against Columbus of the night when the Blues won. Uh, I think it was three uh, nothing. The uh, Enterprise Center remodeling. Um, have you guys uh, been there yet? Had a chance to see it at all? No. <clears throat> no, I'll be going on Friday. Okay, um, I will be there too. Uh, God, the the the. Okay, first off, I think it looks really good. Uh, um. I, uh, now, whether or not the the, the concessions uh, how they look are great, the concourse looks nice, um, the special areas are nice. Uh, a lot there, there are a lot of gray tones and, and neutral tones, which God forbid if Blues fans don't have something to complain about, they'll complain about something. And it's just people. <laughs> my God, it's like there's too much gray. It doesn't scream St. Louis Blues at me anywhere. I'm like. Come the on. purple did though. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. The big, huge purple wall they had for how many years after the thing was built, and all the purple seats they just got rid of. 
I mean, or pink purple, whatever they were. It's like, I, I mean, mauve. come they on. Mauve. So I'm like, the gray looks, it looks nice. Okay. There are other events that are in the Enterprise Center than the Blues games. And, and the gray is actually, it goes with everything. It doesn't say, it doesn't, it just, I don't know. It just, it's weird that people complain about that kind of thing. Um, but it looks good. Um, now, granted, when I was there, they only had bottled soda. There was no fountain soda, which was, I, I guess that's preseason thing. Which I remember that uh, happening last year too. But it's just that's that's irritating. Oh, we only have this and this on the menu. Oh, okay. Why <laughs> were the concessions fully staffed? Because I think that's really what drives it. Is Maybe they don't they don't Maybe broadcast that's... the games because then they have to play the, they have to pay the broadcasters. They don't they don't the staff thing, no. the concessions because they don't want to pay the concessionaires we've it's this team is a very low like the, the profit margin on this team is so thin they have to be very 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 cheap here's the deal on though everything i get it i get it i get that but here's the deal um why not during the preseason unless there's some kind of contract where they have to use you know kelly and pang for the broadcast or or someone that threw uh fox sports for the for the broadcast, get a local college broadcaster, aspiring broadcaster, to to do the game for a resume, mm-hmm. or uh, I mean, why do you think that would be they, that would be good PR with the community? That'd be mm-hmm. uh, the fans would love it. That's a win win situation. And Panger and Kelly weren't doing the game anyway, so um, I don't you know. You still have to pay all the crew, but no, you don't. But I mean, but the, set, but set it up to where it's the entire crew, right? Your your solution. Get college kids to do yeah, it. Yeah, same thing. And it's it's all an intern opportunity. Less cameras are fine too. I mean, I think a lot of fans would would settle for uh, the two, Columbus a, solution. Two or three cameras, <laughs> just yeah. a, or like the, like the a solution, soundless camera, kind of like the solution they had for the uh, 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 the tournament, the prospects tournament uh, in Michigan, um, in Traverse City, where they just had the camera, one camera panning back and forth, mm-hmm. and there was no broadcast team, but there was a camera. So you got the and it was streamed. You know you don't have to put on TV. Stream it. Stream it on the blue site. With I, it's, it seems like there's a way they could do it, and it wouldn't cost that much money, and it'd be good PR. Get some sponsors to pay for it. You know what I mean? I just I don't know. Okay. Um, uh, real quick, I yeah. want to throw out something Lance said here, and and something I've said for it's ridiculous that this is not something that's not real. Preseason tickets should be discounted. Yes, a thousand times. Yes, preseason are the same price as a regular season. Yes, are you serious? It's yes, a, that's absurd. I, I I got my tickets for free. Uh, yeah, last so game and my tickets for Friday are free. So, yeah, me too. So so what? Five K and Kids Club. Uh, both five K. The transfer. Yeah. So it's yeah. Wait a second. You're gonna run the five K twice? No, they're transferred from. That's don't worry about it. <laughs> um, you could get as many tickets as you wanted. Wait, well, I, well, not as many as you wanted, but. Uh, when I signed up for the 5K, I could go, I assumed two tickets. I don't know why I assumed that. But when I went on to actually claim the tickets, it said, how many do you want? And I was like, 150. Can I, can I get four? And it gave me four. I'm like, huh, I should ask for 10. I, you know, but I didn't try to. I didn't know how many you could ask. I'm sure there's a max, but I, maybe it was four. But so I, I, that's, yeah, I don't, I'm shocked that as many folks were there that were there if they're not discounted. I guarantee you, most of those people didn't pay for those tickets or didn't or paid to uh, 
I don't know why would you, why would you pay 30, 40 bucks to go to a preseason game? The one year I was a season ticket holder, uh, the fact that we had to divvy up preseason tickets as part of the entire thing with the group that yeah. I was involved in, yeah. it just made me angry. Yeah. And one guy got stuck with two preseason games. <laughs> oh, that was bad. So Lance said, Lance said he paid 179 bucks for club tickets. Pre-season for a preseason game, and it's the same as his season ticket offer from his season from his ticket rep. So I guess, uh, yeah. So, so I, I guess so. Lance, you went to a preseason game and paid 180 bucks for uh, one club ticket, or was it multiple tickets? Don't ask him now. We'll we'll have him on later. Okay. But yeah, I I, uh, I I've said the same thing. I mean, it should be like fifteen dollars. Sit wherever you want. You just want people to get in the building, sure. right? And then, and then you could have more concessions. You could have it. You could actually make money at the event. It's it's insane. I've I've said All, that for years. Yeah. Um. The uh the third uh the third jersey unveils the various teams are doing them. There's uh three six nine twelve thirteen so far. Are there more coming? Um. Or is that it? I thought it was half the league was getting them. Okay, well, so, a couple uh, more maybe. Aesthetics uh, on Jersey Watch has uh, is 13 up here. And I shared them with you guys. Uh, I should have tweeted them out. Um, you, you can after the show for those podcasts. I, w- I, will, I will tweet them out after the show for those listening uh, later. And uh, But, yeah, go to aesthetics.com slash Jersey Watch, uh, and you can check out the uh, the jerseys that they have if you want to look at them all in one place. Um, real quick, give me a yay or nay on whether you like or dislike uh, the Jersey Anaheim. Yes. Hate. I'm going to say, hate. don't like, uh, too much orange, way too much orange. Um, I, I gotta get back here too. Oh, I was, I was, was, no, No. I was looking, I was looking at the, no, 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 no. no. I was, I was thinking of the, uh, the ones they did last year. Okay. Um, the, yeah, the, that's, that's just, it's the, the original mighty Ducks jersey. Don't like it. Okay. Uh, the coyotes. Love. I, I was never a fan of the uh, the the uh, uh, southwestern style mosaic uh, uh, Picasso like uh, coyote. Yeah, don't like it. I, I uh, never never liked it. I, and I I like I, it better than I like the Ducks jersey, okay. but yeah. I I would I mean I, and I totally get the nostalgic part of it. The fans Great. of the Coyotes right away. That's their first jersey. I get it. I understand. But for me, not a fan of the team. Hated the jersey at the time that came, when they were uh, came into the league. I don't like it now. What player do you think of when you look at that jersey? Um, I think of uh, Hobby Bullen. Hobby Bullen. Yeah. I think Teppo Newman. In. Okay. <laughs> I I think of Hobby Bullen, but Teppo Newman would actually probably be second for me. Uh, Flames. Love. It's it's the classic Flames jersey. I love I mean, it. Yeah. I love that, it. That, that should it's be Al their home jersey. Right. I, I think of uh, of uh, yeah that that should be that's one of the Al McInnes, Ka- Theo Fleury, yes, Mike Vernon, yes, who I hated when he was Joe a Mullen. <laughs> that's still a better pill to swallow for me. But uh, I I I think Calgary is one of the teams that consistently screws up their jerseys for me. They're mm-hmm. always terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, this one. This one's fantastic. I've always liked this one. So and and Lance said it looks like the '80s jersey, the late '80s jersey, and it is. It's this. It's yeah, the throwback, it's, so. it's Joe Newendike. Yeah, uh, Hurricanes. Eight. Uh, 
uh, I I don't know. I I kind of like it better than their uh, than their current home. I like the color scheme. I don't. I hate the the logo, the image on the chest. I don't know. I guess for the franchise, though, for me, it's it's not green enough and not whale enough. <laughs> no, and, and kind of to Bill's point, I uh, I've never liked the Hurricanes jerseys ever. So I, it's hard I, for me to really say I like anything they've put out. Yeah, I'm not a fan of their logo either. I think it's a. I mean, I I know what it is. I just don't like it. Uh, Colorado, love it. I love it. It's possibly my favorite out of all of these. Okay. I don't like it if I'm going either or. Uh, the shoulders screwed up for me. I don't, I don't know. I, I... Yeah. The shoulders, the shoulder, like overall design. Yeah. This, the shoulders suck, but the, the I like the logo on the chest. I love the that. logo is so much better yeah. than there, than the, the long standing abs jersey, which, I what it was the, the yeah the the, the, the A and I'm trying to remember what, how it was described um, during the Patrick Watt era. Somebody said it it looked like a collision between a Dairy Queen and the Rolling Stones tour bus. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I've never heard that before. I thought that was great. It it it's like yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'm actually Kurt. Now that you say that, I, I'm with you. The uh, the sleeves, the logo looked solid, but yeah, the shoulders are a little. Eh. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna take away love and say that I like. Oh well, that wasn't the question, but okay. <laughs> uh, Columbus. Blech. Yeah, I, I've never been a fan of that logo. That that weird cannon. I don't know. Yeah, the cannon. I'm just. I know that's part of their quote unquote history, but I just think it looks weird on a jersey. So I'm I'm not a fan. You liked it, Bill. Like no, mm, uh, mm, I, no. I I I see. It's it, when I'm saying I like or dislike. It's got to be the entire thing for me. If one thing is off, it ruins it for me. And I don't I don't like the logo. Um, yeah. I think the rest of the jersey is could be is nice. I like it, but uh, it's got a it's just got a I don't like the logo. It's I mean there's nothing ugly about it. I just don't like it. It doesn't work for me. Uh, yeah, the the logo is a good shoulder patch. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. It. it is a good shoulder patch. I think it's maybe it's too much going on, too much writing, too much, too many, too much detail. I don't know. And, uh, and you're right, it, you're it, right, Phil. The uh, that'd be like if the Blues yeah. used the trumpet as the logo. Right. Yeah, that'd be terrible. <laughs> yeah, just awful. Uh, Edmonton. That's, I love it. It's classic. I love it. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Like it. Uh, Same like, thing with the Devils. I like everything about it. Devils too. Yeah, I like that one yep. too. Love Devils. That I I look at that and I think of. Kirk Muller, Brendan Shanahan, Sean Burke. Yes, yes. Uh, Philadelphia. Okay, so this jersey to me looks like. Okay, you've probably gone to like Walmart or Sam's. And you. <laughs> and Bill's laughing because I think he knows where I'm going with this. And you like you see those like long sleeve shirts that they try to pass off as jerseys. Yes. Yep. That's what I think of when I see the, the Flyers uh, third and jersey. It looks like something you would see on like a wall at Walmart that's like Flyers jersey ten ninety nine. Yes. That that is that is so perfectly put. I, I agree with that totally. Uh let's see. Uh San Jose. So I oh I feel like I'm gonna say I I can't tell you why. I don't like it. Um maybe too much black. Um I love the Flyers logo. I, I, it's fantastic. I've always loved it, and I'm glad they went with that one for this one. But I, 
uh, I don't I don't know what it is about. I don't like the all the black. I, for some reason, it doesn't do it for me. Even mm. though the San Jose one, which is next, I love. Yeah. Even though it's like it's got more black, I think than yeah. Philadelphia's. But yeah, it's no, weird. So I, uh, so it's the collar. It's the neck. I think if the neck were orange and the Flyers jersey, mm. it'd work for me. Right. It's it's just yeah. There there is too much black, and I don't know. Just yeah. It, it no. It it doesn't do it for me. Are you talking Flyers or Sharks, Bill? Uh, flyers. The uh, okay. the Sharks. Sharks jersey, you know that's that's brilliant. I, I think for the Flyers, it's it's the arms. I think the arms, it's just the stripe, the orange stripe. It's just it looks plain and and bland. Yeah. Whereas the Sharks, if we're comparing, um, they've got the neckline, which is beautiful, and then just the the stripes and and the the black and green or the black and teal for me. I think it's just a. a nice look on the rink and uh that the the modified sharks logo from now compared to what 18 17 years ago i love the way that they've redeveloped that logo i I thought the one back in the day was just kind of lazy looking like oh it's a shark fighting a a stick um i know it's the same thing now but you know the color scheme's a little different the shark looks a little more fierce and I just think that makes for a, a nice logo, and then it just complements the rest of that jersey yeah, well. It's a modernized version of that logo. It's it's it, they did it well, and I like it. Um, and I said and the difference in the two jerseys for me, the Philadelphia and the and San Jose, is the is the neck. And I think that the black and blue works better than the black and orange on these jerseys for me. So and then so next the blue jersey, which. Yeah, I think we've covered that yeah. ad nauseum. I, and like it's, I said, it was the right call to go with that jersey. Yeah, and I think that the the one the one thing I didn't like about the Winter Classic jersey was the neck, uh, the neckline. It was the that solid yellow, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a and I said they need to change that, and they did, and it's fantastic. It's perfect. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know we talked about this the last time the three of us were together, but yeah, that's a beautiful jersey, one of the best looking ones in the league, Washington. Love it. It's yeah, I love that look. It's classic. It, it's it's a classic. Uh, what is that? Uh, late eighties look. Early nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's. I like that. I like the uh, the stars Scott along Stevens the sleeve. The it's a, a nice look. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I'm, I agree. I like this one a lot. Uh, it's throwback. Um, classic. Yeah. I don't. I can't. Yeah. I'm trying to find something I don't like, and I yeah, no, I like it all. And uh, Winnipeg. Hate it. Me hate too. It. I hate it. <laughs> it's, awful. It's, awful. Right to me, it's it's they have they have nowhere to go but up from here. So whatever, whatever they'll can it after this year, and they'll be able to sell it to what uh, the thirty five thousand people <laughs> in Winnipeg the year after that. Which is impressive that there's thirty five thousand people there, and half of them are season ticket holders. So. Well, again, this this jersey to me just looks lazy. It's a lazy oh, it jersey, is. and totally. it's just jets written in cursive with stripes. It's just out it's of, not a good look. Out of all what they, of them, what they need to do, and I don't understand why they didn't go back to the old Winnipeg Jets look. Do something with that logo, modernize it a bit. This looks like something that's like. You look, you go to a men's league and it's like, yeah. oh, okay, there's yeah. that Jets team and that's their jersey. I mean, it's the the uh, people are saying, oh, but you didn't you didn't see the the jet that's in the logo. It's it's the the 
T is crossed with the crossing yeah. of the T is a is yeah. a way too understated. It's way it's way too understated. No one sees it unless right. it's pointed out. So right. and I agree. Uh, it's a it's a plain Jane doesn't have any historical references. You're not going throwback. You're not going modern. It's just a it's a lazy men's league jersey. Yeah, it, so. to me that's the most NBA looking NHL jersey <laughs> now. That's a good point. And yeah. Ray says there is a plane. Uh, right, but uh, right. I don't think anybody cares about the plane. <laughs> there is a plane, but it's not. It's not like the Milwaukee Brewers jersey. That's like, do you realize there's an M and a B in that? No. <laughs> No, this, this it's MB in a glove. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Okay, and uh, I, I'm confused real quick. Uh, in the chat right now, uh, Ron Finger has joined us, and he says, "While wow, Peter Dinklage is a Blues fan," and Ray jumped in and says, "No, on oh he's talking about something else," and he says, "Who is the midget then? Who's he talking about?" That your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been told, unfortunately, because I love Peter Dinklage, that I kind of look like him, and it makes me feel weird about it, because he's a midget, but I don't know if he's talking about me, but uh, uh, you know what, I'll take his compliment. Oh, he's probably talking about you. Yeah, That's fine. I think he's a comedian, so it's, you, should, it. you should laugh. <laughs> it's supposed to be funny. <laughs> and uh, so, some more from the chat. Um uh ray asked if we saw the plane which we talked about uh he says i'm not fond of the logo but there is a plane and it just doesn't look right at all which ray standifer of uh bluesrants.com right yes um ray uh yeah i'm with you it's just not a good look i'm tweeting out the link uh to join us oh we're going live folks there we go Doing it live. You must be in preseason form to join the show tonight. We <laughs> do not make sense. That's not something. Yeah, I was going to say that's not something you hear too often. You must be in preseason form to join us tonight. Um, so yeah, if you want to jump on and talk uh, some hockey with us, what we've talked about, want to tell us how uh, stupid we are, or uh, or uh, bring up something else to talk about, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, the link has been tweeted out uh, at LGB Radio is the Twitter account. Um, so, and I guess while we're waiting for that, the, uh, the Flyers new mascot, I guess. <laughs> gritty, um, oh, it could, the timing of the Letera news and the gritty, uh, introduction was that last night or the night before, like it's it, like the, the best, like, the meme that I saw all day on Twitter was, you know, coincidence. I think not. <laughs> well, I, it, cause somebody was saying that, uh, um, oh, uh, so the, your Letera is being, uh, investigated for, uh, in a cocaine ring. Uh, okay, distraction. <laughs> they, they bring out uh, gritty, gritty uh, the coked out mascot. Jeez, I yeah, whatever. Maybe maybe he'll be awesomely hilarious. I think it's a she. Isn't it supposed to be a she? Is it supposed to be a she? I I don't know. And I feel That's, sexist. That that <laughs> was that was kind of the feel I got from Twitter. I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry. I assumed he. I if it's a, I don't know. I, maybe My, maybe it'll be maybe it'll be a, a hilariously um, a weird, uh, weirdly hilarious, and uh, it'll be uh, it'll work. But man, I just it looks awkward to me. Um, yeah, I uh, 
So my favorite thing about this, um, I mean, obviously the jokes about Yoru Latera have been great. The evolution of um, the Yakov Voracek that people have said. <laughs> yeah, I like that uh, Which is funny. <laughs> but um, the uh, the best part for me was his, his appearance. I think it was last <clears throat> night. Um, actual appearance. He... Uh, he ate it on the ice. Did yeah, I saw that. that. I saw that. Yeah. I mean, he, Backwards. he, I mean, it was, it was head over feet ate it. <laughs> and he shot somebody in the back with the, uh, the t shirt gun. That was pretty <laughs> I saw nice that too. too. I saw that too. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do, uh, uh, social media fails real quick here. Lance has joined us, uh, and we'll get to him real quick. But we're going to do us. I want to run through these real quick and then we can just be done with our outline and we can just talk with Lance. Um, so, uh, the Blue Social Media fails from the Blues Lounge this week, uh, referring to the wooing going on in preseason games, which I was there against Columbus and the, the goddamn woos were all over the place for 10 minutes straight in the third period or second period. Um, wouldn't stop. 10 minutes off and on. It was just, it was. For no reason, there was nothing that prompted it. No, no good play on the ice that prompted it. It was just wooing, and it's just like, son of a bitch. So it was, mm. an, it was annoying. And it's, you know what? And somebody said, well, if you don't like the woo, don't do it. And I'm like, uh, well, yeah, you know what? I don't like kazoo's either. But if someone's behind me blowing it for ten minutes in a game, I'm gonna get pissed off and annoyed. What was the uh, the thing in the World Cup, the last World Cup? Vuvuzela. Um, uh, the Vuvuzela. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For some reason, I don't mind those. I don't know why. Um, maybe because they're not as... I don't know. I, don't, I, I can't explain that. It, what, what annoys the piss out of me, I don't know. Um, so, so, referring to the wooing going on in preseason games, uh, Brian Royce, not the Brian Royce I know, apparently, uh, said, people who woo should be kicked in the nuts. <laughs> and then, and the replies the replies to this were, were kind of humorous. Uh, and 10,000 Ric Flair woo gifts follow, which is expected and the one guy says don't like it don't do it which uh, you know i made a comment about and uh, another person said brent huggins says uh take the woo any day over the stupid wave at the cards game uh you're wrong the I don't, i'm not a big fan of the wave either but wooing is much worse <laughs> um, jason nichols said uh i had an older lady turn around at a cards game and ask me if i'd stop clapping so loud i said um no clap 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 go home if you're not there to energize the team or at least don't bother the fans that are. Uh, newsflash, uh, the woos don't energize the team at all. Mm. Uh, players polled about it say they hate it. So you're not energize, energizing the team. You're annoying the team. So don't think you're doing anything to energize the team by wooing in the stands. Mm. Right. And it's not original. No. It started, it's been doing, it's it, right, it yeah. started in Raleigh, and then Boston took it over, and it's just disgusting. Well, if you well I, think it, I think it was Philly that uh, they actually, out of nowhere, I think it was Claude Giroux just came out and was like, this has got to stop. Yeah. Stop doing the woos. It's disrespectful, and nobody likes it. And, and a couple other players echoed his sentiment. But more teams just keep adopting it. And I get that the fans like it, which is annoying. But that the players are, I mean, I know that I bitched last year about some of the stuff that the players said about, uh, you know, stop booing Jake Allen, stop doing that. Okay, we're the fans, we can do whatever the hell we want. The fact that teams encourage this kind of behavior is asinine to me. Like like November 3rd, the wrestling night in the Blues 
<laughs> yeah, I am not going to that game. Right. So I think I don't know. I I've I've been thinking we need one of our one of our uh, things that, to sell in the LGB shop would be a Venn diagram where it is the intersection of hockey and wrestling is not us. Like we are, <laughs> right. we are right. not, we exactly. are not there. Brilliant. Yes, please. I will buy three of those. I don't get it. And the last oh, one. That's ridiculous. I'll buy ten. The last one here is uh, Tony O'Rourke says, uh, rednecks do redneck things. Good luck stopping it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, that is a perfect example of what's going on. It's like, you're not going to stop it by complaining about it. It's just going to get worse. And I'll tell you what. You know what will be better? If, if, you, if you have to woo. If, you know what? Okay. Be an organizer. Get your whole section together and say, okay, on the count of three, we're all going to woo real loud and do it once and be done with it. And then maybe once a period. I'm fine with that. But it's the whole five, six, seven, eight minutes of just constant wooing. It's just like, oh, my God, come on. It's ridiculous. And I'll say, too, last year I uh, I went on a float trip um, out in Salem, Missouri, and a guy I was with started doing that jokingly at the campsite and other campsites started doing it. And so every time we did it, somebody else, another campsite would do it and it would continue on. That was fun. It was, you know, we're doing redneck things. It was fun, but at a hockey game, yeah. no, please stop. So that's, uh, yeah, that is that. So, uh, we've got, uh, Lance from the drop podcast on the show. And I do believe, uh, Ray from blues rants, has joined us yes, as well. Sir. How are you guys? I'm Great. doing well. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm not going to speak for Bill or Jeff, but um, I'm doing quite fine. Let well, me tell well. you about my day. <laughs> <laughs> I saw so many numbers today. I can't handle it. So oh, we all know Bill's a bouncer at uh, on the east side. So mm. I, I know. I know. Uh, I could see that. I'm, I know why Lance is here. Lance wants to uh, wants to uh, uh, tell me how wrong I am. No, <laughs> no. Not everybody's entitled to their opinion. I thought you were going to say everybody knows the, how wrong you are. The only the only opinion you're not entitled to is if you say you love the woo. I don't agree with that. Uh, That's not an opinion. It's just fact. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it would be better for them to do the Macho Man Randy Savage. You go. Oh, yeah. And that, was, like that, that was pretty good, Lance. I'm the macho man, Randy Savage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be better if people would do that because I've had enough of the woo. I I mean, I, if, I heard I, I'm if i about ready just to kick everybody in the nuts that does it. it. Did you? And did, the, the, the parents have the little kids doing it. Yeah. And hey, it's a free country, but could you maybe sign language it? Did or you? Something like that. Did you watch the game at all last night, uh, Lance? Yes, I did. Did you hear the wooing last night? I heard a little bit of it. I heard it on the broadcast last night too. So I mute. I, I muted thought, it. I thought most people were it. at the Cardinal game. Yeah, well, and I think it was. They're probably going back and forth. Uh, Bush Stadium would do it, and then uh, Enterprise Center would do it. Great. Yeah. No, I have a guy I work with uh, got tickets and took his kid to his first Blues game last Ooh, night, and yeah. yeah, and so he he did ask to start playing hockey. Oh, cool. know, he plays every well, other sport, good. but uh, but yeah, the the subject of the wooing came up, and he's like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> it's it's an abomination. It it that is the best word for it. 
It's not funny either. I mean, people think it's, it's hilarious. Not. It's not funny. It's, it's just, not. it's there's nothing funny about it. Um, <laughs> mm. Anyway, don't get it. Don't get it. So, uh, so Lance, you joined first. Uh, what's on your mind? Yeah, it's. Uh, I wrote an article on this on SportsBlog.com. People get so worked up over preseason, and preseason, it's preseason. Yeah, you can see some things. You know, everybody expects these young players to do great when they make a mistake. Did the Blues over-evaluate Cairo? Uh, Did the Blues over-evaluate Thomas? Is Sammy Blay really an NHL player? Calm down, guys. They're young. They're still learning. Even guys like Bozak and guys like O'Reilly, they've never played in this system. They've never played with these players. It's the preseason. I enjoy the passion from the fans, but calm down. Preseason is preseason. It's there to get the kinks out. You know, it's there to see what you have. It's there to see which line combinations work well, which ones don't, which guys are going to make the team, which guys are going to be sent down to juniors, to AHL, whatever. And that's all it's there for. It's to get the guys in in, in good shape for the veterans. It's to show the young players what it's like to be in the NHL. And when I see somebody just start ripping people or just start praising people, it just really gets to me. I, I try to be even killed about it when it comes to the preseason. What about uh, what about those who get so excited about? I, what, what I find semi interesting is when uh, the day of a pre the, the day before the very first preseason, the day of the very first preseason game, where uh, there were a number of folks you saw man social media stuff yep. where they would they got it was it was like it was a home opener. It was, they were so excited. They couldn't stop talking about, oh, I'm so glad hockey's back. I'm like, wait, hold on. Hockey's not back. This is preseason. This does not count. <laughs> yeah, yeah is- a preseason <laughs> hockey is not real NHL hockey. And as you guys were saying earlier, you shouldn't have to pay full price for that. You know, I, I, I think you could get a lot of people in there, a lot of people that had never been to a Blues game if you discounted the tickets. The NFL will never learn that. I had Rams season tickets for years and paid the same price for preseason as I did for regular season. The NHL is doing the same thing. Bettman and the owners want the money. Discount the tickets. Discount the concessions. Get as many people in the stands, and maybe you'll start selling some more 10-game, 12-game packages, and maybe a few season ticket packages. You'll gain more fans. Use it as a loss leader, right? Sure. You know, just get get people in the door, get people like like I said, my my uh, buddy from work took his kid to his first ever hockey game because they were, you know, free tickets. Let that let that happen. It's it's preseason. Fill the building. You know, it. what are you going to lose? Uh, Ray from Blues Rants. What's up, guys? Hey, what's going on? What's on your mind? Uh, right now, I'm just kind of wondering what's on Mike Yo's mind. Um <laughs> Obviously, he's got a lot of pieces to work with. I mean, I mean, almost too many. And uh, Robert Thomas is on my mind. Uh, I'm wondering if it's it's best to just send him back down, and and obviously just because he'll get a, a bunch of playing time down there. But uh, it's just a shame that he's not AHL. Uh, yeah, it's that's the, yeah, but, that's yeah the, but, but, but Ray, what does he have to prove? If you send him back down to, to to juniors, he's played with those guys. He's proved he can play in that league. I say give him give him a chance in the NHL 
he might struggle, but I think uh, getting learning experience, even if he only plays in 55 games, it's better than sending him down to juniors, at least in my mind, because there is no option for the AHL. But I, I do see where you're coming from. Right. There's there's just too much risk of, of him going down to juniors and, and be either, you know, being so dominant that he becomes lazy in his approach to preparing for the game or sure. risk of injury. Right. Let him play with the men. Okay. Keep him here. Yeah, I, I th- and I think at the very least, I think uh, what we touched on earlier was that um, they'll get the seven or nine games, whatever it is, uh, before they burn the year on the first the first year on the contract. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. yeah, I, so I mean, they'll at least, he'll at least get that. Um, and it's the whole age thing where, he, like we said, he's not eligible for AHL. So that's a huge part of why I think it's his spot to lose. I, I think he's got to play pretty poorly to to not uh, to not be with this team. Uh, yeah, and I, I, def- I, I think it's Im- Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I think it's really important that he's a- around this roster. I think um, I think he can obviously learn a lot from from these these guys, and uh, sending him down, as you had stated, would uh, maybe hinder him in many ways. But uh, at the same time, if he's just outperformed at center, if he if he is, uh, if Kyrou and Blay are just continually progressing, I mean, Thomas doesn't really have anywhere to go but there. So I mean, it's just on my mind. I uh, I want to see him on the club, and I think he will be. But uh, I think that it, I think that it might not be the best move with uh, with some of the pieces that we do have uh for the actual club i think it might be the best move for him but uh that's just something that uh has crossed my mind recently right sure and and and, you know the thing about it is ray is that if you if you keep him maybe he starts playing better uh sammy blaze played well Kyrie's played well but as i said earlier this is preseason what are these guys going to look like 20 games in to a regular NHL season. The game's going to be sped up a little bit. They're going to see some things they didn't see in preseason. Maybe Kairou doesn't look as good. Maybe Sammy Blay looks like he did last year. I think it, it's a, a tough decision for Mike Yo, but it's it's a decision he's got to make, and I think he's got to keep him on the team. Yeah. I think when it comes to those three guys, Blay, Kairou, and Thomas – as well as Sammy Blaze playing, he's the guy that you can send to the AHL and say, keep it up. We're going to send Kairou back. And when he goes back, you're the first call up. Keep him motivated that way. Um, I'd like to see that. I'd love to see that. I think that Kairou could do a very, I mean, obviously very well in the AHL and not, mm-hmm. not miss a beat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with you there. Uh, we have, uh, Aaron who has, uh, yep. joined us as well. Aaron, uh, where are you, uh, where are you joining us from? Uh, South Dakota, actually. South Dakota. So well, buddy, Aaron well, Knox. <laughs> welcome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, sir. Uh, what's, uh, what's on your mind? Um, not a ton. Usually <laughs> hard to, <laughs> Hey, he's honest. Yeah, will, will will Thomas will, will Thomas be on the team to uh, start the season? I think what would be, I guess, optimal would be Thomas start 
fourth line, work his way up, play some power play, maybe some penalty kill time, special teams. Uh, Blay right now looks like the Fabry sit-in while he's figuring out his injuries and his fitness. Kairu is the... He's playing his way onto the roster, it looks like. Hard to see games up here. Lots of blackout restrictions and stuff like that. But really, just from from what I gather in the score sheet itself, he looks like he's playing his way onto the roster. But he's the guy I think you could say easily is the easiest to just have in the AHL for the year. Yeah, I think what uh, Bly has going for him is that he uh, played a bit with the team last year too, so he has some experience there. So that, and he he had moments of brilliance last year. He did. You know, he and, played well, and that's what you know. I think his his performance so far in the preseason is is you know stoking that fire you know, with the fans. Right. Yeah, and I think I think that uh, he's gained a lot of trust from Mike Yo. I mean, the way that. He stepped in last year and was able to to kind of understand the system. And obviously, with him being a part of the Blues organization last year, and uh, you know, kind of playing it was he San Antonio last year? That whole uh, AHL yeah. thing that was just such a clusterfuck. But <laughs> anyway, um, I mean, he you know he still learned the Blues system really well in training camp, and he stepped right in and played well. Um, we'll see if he can do the same thing this year. But yeah, I think I think he's earned the 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 confidence of the you know i mean you look at jordan Cairo, robert thomas they want to give those guys a chance but they know what they can get out of sammy blay and that he's going to step in and and play on any line that they ask him to and do it well and uh, i i think that uh he's a guy who's going to get a lot of looks um up until uh uh robbie Fabry comes back yeah and like i said earlier with the injuries that they have uh right now to uh uh, I think so, I think a healthy Soshnikov. Man, I don't know with the way that they're playing. I, that's hard to say. I I, I think to uh, before preseason, I think a health. Well, okay, I'll say I'll rephrase. Uh, before the moves were made to bring in O'Reilly and and Bozak and and Perron, I think uh, that at the, they were penciling in Soshnikov on the fourth line this season. Uh, with the additions, though, you know, and plus his injury issues. Um, I think uh, that is I, I he he can't start the team uh, start the season with the team right now. Uh, well, you know, Kurt, is there such thing as a healthy Soshnikov? No, because even when not. he was with the Marlies and the Maple Leafs, they wanted to keep him. He they wanted to find some way to keep him, but he is so injured because of his physical style. I wish the guy was six foot three and two hundred twenty five pounds and played like that. Yep. He may not get so beat up. Uh, I I I tell you what, if he can get. 60 games, 55 to 60 games, the Blues are doing well to get something out of him with that many games. But with his history, Kurt, I mean, what's he going to get, 35, 40 games? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's got a concussion again, which has been, that's been his problem. Uh, and how many? Uh, and this is fifth or sixth? This is, it, it, I, I, mean, I know, head in, I know head at least in everything. I know of at least four. Yeah, so I think I, it's his fifth or sixth because he got a couple with the Marlies and he got one when he was playing for the Maple Leafs, too. He had one with us last year. Yeah, he did. Yep. So uh, that's yeah, I, 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 that's a that's a huge red flag, and I, I don't, uh, and I think even if he was healthy, that's he's, he's 
probably not making the. Would you say? Would right. you say makes he, the team? I mean, it, what, it, he had what one assist, two assists last year. I think I, too. I liked him when he was. I mean, well, okay, right. he's, I, I he's, liked what he brought because he was he mm. he was a physical guy. And he created some things out there, and he was fun to watch play. Um, he was an energy guy, but he just it's hurt so much, and he did, and he and he was always like in the ballpark in the air, like on the verge of uh, scoring a goal mm-hmm. or getting a nice a play, and it just didn't pan out. So um, I think uh, I don't think his point production is necessarily indicative of how he played but no. uh, but he but I, I based on the way that uh uh Kairou and, and Sammy Blay have played I, I I don't it's that's that's a tough lineup from the crack. And circling back to what you know Ray said was on Yo's mind, I I think it's a good dilemma to have. I mean that it's a it's a pretty deep roster. So uh you know, Oh it's a great problem yeah, to have. Uh, a, yeah. <laughs> I, either way we go, it's gonna obviously be entertaining this season and uh the goalie situation. Uh, I'm a big Jake Allen fan. I, I I respect everything you guys say due to his resume. Thank you, uh, Ray. I found somebody that agrees with me. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fan of his, and I uh, I pull for him. But uh, I notice his struggles. I I don't know what to think about them. I uh, I just I wish him the best. I know he can perform, and I, I want to see it happen. And I, I want to see the team really make it easier on him this year, and I think that that could that could happen as well. Yeah, and, and you know the thing about Jake is he's always been who he is. He can have his nights, even when he played for Team Canada in 2007, 2008, and then I believe again in 2009, 2010, went 4-0 one time and 6-0, 6-1 another time. He played well, but he had spots in there where he was inconsistent. His main problem, if you watch him, and most people can notice it, you didn't have to play goaltender like I did for years. He's out of position a lot, and that's what gets him in trouble. He's back in the goal a lot. He's out of position a lot. He is what he is. You're going to have nights where Jake Allen, it just shuts Mm -hmm. everybody down. Then you're going to have those nights where he lets in two or three goals where you're going to go, holy hell, how did he let that goal in? That's who he is. Could he become somebody different? Yeah, he's still 28, but he's getting close to where he's probably not going to be somebody different. He's going to be that guy that's going to slump for a couple weeks. You're going to have to have a good backup. And I think, contrary to what a lot of people think on social media, Chad Johnson's a pretty good backup. He's played some for he's played for some pretty shitty teams, and he has actually looked pretty good. Couldn't you say? Thank you, Lance. Can you can you say, uh, Lance, your your uh, uh, description of Allen's uh, ups and downs and what he can, what he brings to the table? Couldn't you say that about um, just about any goalie in the NHL? Because I mean, really, they're they're all world class goalies. So they're in, I mean, they're they're in the NHL. No, for God's I sakes. say all well, of them are well, world class goalies. Some of them now. Some of these guys don't belong in the NHL. What, 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 my my Thank point, you. My point being. My point being, is that. They're they're <laughs> they're elite worldwide. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Okay, that's my point. So every one of them is capable of playing well in stretches or is is, is stealing a game every once in a while. It happened to the Blues a lot. This yeah, but is, uh, is is every one of them capable of being consistent seventy percent of the time? Because I think Jake, uh, there were several games, especially a Flyers game, I remember where he played very well and they left him out to dry. There were several games where the team just left him out to dry. 
are you, are you, know, you you're, you're it's like it, hold on are, are you are you saying that uh, Jake Allen plays well 70% of the time I would say 70% of the time 30 60 to 70% of the time 30 to 40% no based on his entire career or just based on the last based few on seasons? his entire career see, um see I, you I, know see, I, I, it, it, I know you're going to disagree with me but I mean you could say there are goalies that don't play well 50 60% of the time that start in this league uh, you know he's 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 got skill is he the best is he in the top half of the league no is he i think he's a little above average and when he's at his best can be better than average i don't think he's i don't think he's like the lowest two or three goalies in the league like he had a 2.74 goals against is that great? No. Is that's, it the worst in the league? No. That's actually is it the top in the league. No. Is it the middle two, of the league? No. 2.74 is actually one of the worst. It was like 38th best, which would put him as one of the worst starting goalies in NHL last season. Yeah. And that worst starting goalie also had one of the worst power plays in National Hockey League history to go with it. So, you know, right. that makes a difference. If you give, if you give Jake a team, that scores two point eight goals a game. I'm not, he I'm wins not saying, more games. No, that's not true. The the, the, first, the to start the season through December seventh, the Blues had the number one offense in the league, and Allen put up a two point seven. I think it was two GAA. It was right about the same number uh, through that span. Uh, but no one said I, anything. I remember it more like two point five four. No, it was not. Uh, I looked it up and I actually did the ran the numbers uh, during a discussion. Someone I uh, had maybe it was I don't know if it was you on Twitter or not, but uh, he it was over two point seven uh, through December first or seventh when the Blues had the top ranked offense in the league. And they were clicking, and his numbers were about the same. But nobody really made a stink about it because the Blues are winning, and they had a Lance, fantastic record. Kurt has, Kurt has been preparing to grill you. Oh, that's oh, fine. <laughs> that's fine. But here, here's one thing you got to look at, Kurt: um, the series against Minnesota two years ago. Would the Blues have won that without Jake Allen? No, and they you, would not have won that series. And you know what? They would have been out of it. You know what? You know what, uh, Lance? If Jake Allen were today were to play like he did in the series against Minnesota. I wouldn't say a bad word about him, but he's not that guy. He's not that guy. It's hard to. Hey, you know what? And it's here, hard to here, judge here, that. Here's the deal. That one series. Here's here's the deal. I loved Jake Allen was amazing in that series. He won that series for the Blues. Yeah, no question. But you know what? He's played 240 whatever it is odd games in his career. That's five games, Lance. And that's and that's what everyone goes to with Jake Allen. They always say, "Man, he was fantastic." Without Allen, the Blues don't win that series. You're right. That was five games. What what percentage of his career is that? I mean, I don't. I. I mean, I'm off. I'd love to get that Jake Allen back, but we haven't seen that Jake Allen in three years. Okay, Kurt, his NHL career is two point four seven goals against. Okay, is that is that terrible? I I don't care what his career is. The last two three seasons, he's been he's been a subpar goalie. And I'm telling you that if he goes, if if we go into the playoffs with Allen playing subpar in net, we're not going anywhere. So what what you're telling me is Kurt. That when Grant Fear in the '80s had goals against of 3.3, 3.2, yeah, and then came to the Blues and had a couple good years of under three, yeah. that those were the only three good years, and Grant Fear was not a good goalie. No, no I, it, I didn't it, say that you're comparing different eras, and I, I, uh, I'm always talking about Grant Fear. Grant Fear uh, played for the Oilers, and it was a run and gun. Uh, style uh, the, the Smythe division uh, six to five games. Uh, yep, five. They to played. Four games. They yes, played no defense in that in that, in that league whatsoever, um, and they scored a ton. The Oilers scored a ton of goals, and that's how they won games. And well, it was not. Well, be- if you want to look at his goals against 2012-2013, next season 2014-2015, 2.28, 2.35, 2.42. 
those are good numbers. Last year was his worst season. Is he inconsistent, Kurt? I totally agree with you. He is a very inconsistent goalie. But overall in his career, overall, he is not as bad of a goalie as people go on that he is. Does he have the shitty times where he's three weeks off or four weeks off? Yeah, he does. He has those times. Uh, not every goalie does that. Goalies will have a week off, two weeks off where they're bad, and then they make up for it. I'm not saying, Kurt, that he's the best goalie in the world. I'm just saying the Blues could do a lot worse not much than worse. to have Jake Allen in net. Not according to oh, based on the numbers with the season he's coming off of last year. You can go back and you can pull numbers from two, three, four seasons ago, all you want, but that's not the guy he is right now. I like I said, I'd love to have that Jake Allen back, the guy from the put up a uh, uh, was it a two point uh, uh, nine twenty whatever save percentage. Um, and a and a what do you have uh, a three years ago when he had a, a good year a two point four what was it the, the only time he's been over nine twenty is when he was with the wolves at a at a nine twenty eight the best time with the blues was twenty fifteen twenty sixteen where it was nine twenty exactly okay so I mean a nine man nine twenty is nine to be honest nine twenty is like the minimum of what I want a goalie to be and and nine nine twenty is is I think about league average. Or a little above Nine, average. Average nine twenty last year is good for fifteenth uh, in the league. I think there you go. Andre Vasilevsky had a nine twenty, right but league average around is nine thirteen. I so. think. Okay, okay, but it, it, I've made this point with you before. That, Look at Murray. Look at Murray for Pittsburgh. His goals against was over three. People consider them such a great team, and I've heard people call him one of the top twelve goalies in the league. Okay, how can you be a top 12 goalie in the league when your goals against is 3.13 or 3.23? Well, You're he, not. He's won a cup, though, too. So, I mean, and he, and he, and he plays on a team that scores more goals. So, I so, mean, so, so what you're telling me is if Jake Allen had a 3.55 goals against and the Blues won a Stanley Cup, he'd be considered one of the best goalies in the league. No, no, I, no. I, 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 don't, I don't think anybody's saying Matt Murray's one of the best goalies in the league. You get him into a playoff series and he could probably win it for you. I don't think Jake Allen's that guy. Now, Jake see, Allen, I, he see, did, I, I'm, I'm not upset with you guys. I fully understand what you're saying. No, we're talking. I can, I can see your point. Jake is very inconsistent. He can be good at times. I just think I, 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 I think you and I can come to an agreement. I think sometimes people give him too much credit, and I think sometimes people don't give him enough credit. I I'm think, kind of one of those guys in the middle. I think that. I think we're. I think we're. I think we're backwards on on one thing that and one thing you said that sticks out to me. Is that you said he's a he's a uh, I'm not sure the word you use he's a good goalie seventy percent of the time, um, and he's not so good thirty percent. Um, I would uh, based on uh, based on what he's been lately, I would reverse that. I would say he's good thirty percent of the time, and not so good seventy percent. And well, I, I was going to go back and do this, but I didn't have time. I'm getting prepared to be on another podcast tomorrow. And wait. Um, you, wait. <laughs> let's on, let's look at how many games the blue scored the blue scored two goals or under with Jake Allen in the net. Let's let's look at that. Because I guarantee you after the first part of the season, it was a lot. So it might be a different story. He could have won 10, 12, 13 more games, and you wouldn't be saying, Oh, he's not a good goaltender. He won this many games and uh, you know, Lance? he won three to two, three to one. The out, it's 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 a fine balance. You I, need good goaltending. You need scoring. I you need both. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually uh, 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 counter that. I'm gonna I'm gonna counter that by saying that last year on our sh on our shows it was November 
uh, ish, late November when the Blues were playing really well. And we talked about Jake Allen's play and about how I was like, you know what? The Blues are playing great. Uh, they're winning. Uh, but the, the, the power play issue was still an issue. We were scoring goals five on five. The power play was an issue and goaltending. And we brought that up. It was like, you know what? If the goals dry up, uh, we're not going to be winning games anymore because Jake Allen's not performing at a level he needs to perform when this offense comes back to earth. And they came back to earth and then it's fell two, even farther. It's, it's a two-way street. When, when, when a goalie's playing great and when he stops playing great, his team has to step up and start scoring goals. Right. It, it, it goes both ways. And, and he, I, you know? I'm in the boat, and I'm in the boat that says that uh, Jake Allen sucked last year, and our offense sucked last year. I'm in the boat that both were a major issue. And I'm not yeah, absolutely. And, I, and what it is yeah. is everything's got to click at the right time. Well, that's exactly but, and, right. Postseason, and here's and the, Jake Allen is a goalie that can do that as, if he's in the right mind at the right time. Oh yeah, his his mind is messed up. His his talent is there. I mean, when he's on and he's not backing into the net, he's he's in the right position to make a save, and he's not get, letting things get into his head. He's he's very good. When he lets things get into his head, he's terrible. He is terrible. You know, and, that, and, that, there, and, that's, and that's not the kind is, of is there honestly a locker room issue. I wonder because, I mean, you and I have had a talk, uh, Kurt. Uh, in the past about uh, Vladimir Tarasenko sticking up for him at one point. Uh, well, maybe this locker room is split on the, uh, on the support behind this goaltender. I'm not, I'm not sure. I just, well, uh, I've often thought about it. Well, I, and I'll tell you what, um, and, and I think, yeah, I remember the conversation I think we had, and I'm not sure if we touched on this part or not, but um, it, it, it is deflating uh, to a team when, a soft goal is allowed. And when those soft goals come fairly frequently, and that is just, that is a huge downer on a team. You know, when, when Bill was a goalie on my team, when he would allow softy after softy, it was just, it just killed us. And you go over and name <laughs> one thing that we can. <laughs> so it, uh, it, one thing that we can recognize is that we have quite a few uh, new faces on this roster. So uh, we may have a revamped, uh, faith in the goaltender. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. Well, I, I, you know? I, I, I think Ray, I'm with Kurt. If and you know, Kurt's willing to give him a chance. Uh, I want to see him do better. But you know what? If he does the same stuff he's done over his last several years, I think he should he should go. They should either let him go, find somebody to trade him to, and I don't care what the hell mm -hmm. they get. But if he lays another goose egg for a month, five, six weeks, he needs to be gone. I would love oh, nothing absolutely. more. I would love nothing more than, for, and to, I don't want this to come off like I, I'm, a, I'm anti Jake Allen or I'm, no. And I've said this before last season many, many times. I don't give a shit who is in goal. Just win. Just play well and win. I don't care if you're if you're Jake Allen and you and you and you turn it around and you get your stuff together and you have a great season. I'm I'm his biggest fan. I, I, I really I mean that I don't have any there's nothing I have nothing personal against Jake Allen I, I want I want the Blues to win I don't care who's in that and if it's Jake Allen so be it that's fine um, but the problem the problem I have is with a lot of people uh, is that uh, my confidence is shot in him I think last season I think it was was the straw I was done so oh, and I, I, know, I fully understand that Kurt there's a lot of people that feel that way and I you know. I'm about to that point. 
I, but I'm still trying to have confidence in him. And, and uh, you know, if it, he lays, if he, a, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, Ray. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say that if he were to have a spectacular season, um, he'd be living up to his value, and it, it seems like it would be the smarter move to to move on after he's you know hold it together. Uh, I I want to let you go ahead and take back your. your oh, oh no, it's all right. No, I agree. I, I think this is his last season with the Blues. If he does great, capitalize on it and get something for him. If he if he does terrible, get what you can and move on. You know, I I I I like him up to a point, and I want to give the guy a chance. But you know, I want to see him prove it to me that he can be more consistent because I think he's got the talent. It's just in his head, and if it continues to be in his head. Bill knows it, and I know it from being a goalie. When somebody gets in your head or something's in your head, you're done. You know you're what? not going to do anything. You know what? If it wasn't for that five-game series against Minnesota, I wonder how many people would be saying he's got the talent. He just needs to get his head straight. Because I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I, to be honest with you, that really helped me. Okay. That I, really I mean, helped me with his attitude towards him. Because then I thought, well, maybe this guy does have it. Okay. I mean, it's – all right. Okay. I mean, you. you it's it's – my take is it's 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 only five games. I know it was a series in the playoffs, but it is it is five games. So we'll see we'll see what happens. I, I yes, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. Right, Aaron. What are your thoughts on Jake Allen? Um, I think that none of us are a big a, a fan of him as Alex Steen, who has gone on record multiple times with saying he's a top three goalie in the league. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, he said that multiple times. <laughs> um. So who does he put him with? Future GM Alex (laughs) (laughs) Cam Ward, division rival Cam Ward, (laughs) Curtis McAlady. I don't know. Someone Um, someone did recently say that Curtis McAlady. Top three goalie Curtis McAlady. I thought he was number two. Someone did recently say that. No, Cam Ward's number one. Okay. Yeah. Say that. Um, I'll take his word. I'm willing to give Jake Allen a shot. I've already been thinking about like though who we have to target as a goalie if we want to move if he does lay an egg in the middle of the season and we have to move him on That's... who's Maybe gonna Ryan be Miller? Ryan Miller could be available Bill, you're uh, no we're not doing <laughs> that again I don't know like maybe Craig Anderson Ben Bishop kind of goalie uh, older Craig goalie Anderson, I think is almost as old as me that's not good yeah older goalie that can hmm be serviceable until Husto's NHL ready. I don't know. Craig Anderson was a member of the Blues for uh, uh, three games in 2003, was it? uh, He's been around a very, very long time. My cousin has his pads from uh, when he was here. Uh, From when he was in Chicago. Chicago. I thought he bought them in Chicago, but they're Blues colors? No. Okay. They're Blackhawks colors. (laughs) Well, that was a good talk. (laughs) <laughs> vigorous 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 all right vigorous another jersey to for you to consider there oh what's it <laughs> nice nice you know what my teacher used to say if you can't share it with everybody don't share it at all bill it's um, Tweet up. Tweet I'll, up, bill. I'll i'll retweet it um it's uh ian reed from um pucknology sharks san jose sharks yeah, yeah. The yep. sharks. Yep. he uh, oh. he retweeted it it's uh the 
the Twitter is at at Isles White SUV because that <laughs> stupid SUV in the corner of Barclay Center. <laughs> yeah. They're being included into the uh, uh, into the jersey. Hey, one more thing before I forget, you're asking me about ticket prices. I I went back and looked, and oh. I noticed they gave me a twenty dollar discount. The tickets were normally one ninety nine. Oh, so I got wow. them for one seventy nine. Oh, so oh, you wow. still okay? Wow, that's yep. Uh, yep. Club uh, seats, Club seats <clears throat> section one sixteen, row GG. Wow, that's uh, that's a lot for a pretty. I'm pretty, yeah. sure, I'm pretty sure Minnesota had theirs cheap because I think me and my aunt went to a game and we're in like the third row behind the Wild starting that for mm-hmm. like seventy bucks a ticket. That's not bad. That's not too bad. It was also kids' night, so there was a bunch of kids in the first row. But Josh. well, at least you could see old room. I mean, yeah. Until our first, it was nice because our first row was actually empty until some family moved in and started walking around for the second and third period. <laughs> so I'm get so Minnesota's your closest team. Why are you a Blues fan? Honestly, I'm a first generation sports fan. So I kind of got to pick my team. Great. So it was kind of just based on jerseys. Because I've technically started out as like a Devils and Capitals fan because our local NHL team, which Mm -hmm. is Junior 2, is red and black. So I was like, I like red and black. This is when I was like 11. (laughs) I'm 19 now. But like, so... I was like red and black. Those I'll go for red teams. So the, New Jersey and the Capitals, and I don't know. I hard pendulumed to the other side and went blue. I guess. So no Blackhawks, huh? No, my mom's a Blackhawks fan. Oh, oh, sorry, no. she's from Illinois. So uh, oh. that's. So oh, we, anyone yeah, from Illinois? We're sucks. from Illinois. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Illinois. What are you trying to say, Jeff? Exactly. Anyone from Illinois sucks. Oh, and and Aaron, <laughs> Kurt, and I really don't hate each other. It's it's much worse than you think. We so. we just hate each other on TV. Great <laughs> <laughs> drama for the season. That's right. <laughs> hey, it's all about the ratings. Yeah. Hey, we got uh, we got. There you go. We got a couple comments here on uh, YouTube uh, since these boys have joined us. Uh, first of all, uh, Josh Webster has some thoughts on the uh, the whole conversation earlier. Damn, this is some real beef. Uh, Jesse Hill comments, also from Blues Rants, says, uh, he d- did he just compare Fjord to Allen? LOL. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Josh Webster adds, I'm entertained. And then I guess earlier when we were talking about who would the Blues go get midseason if uh, Allen lays an egg, uh, he says, Henrik Lundqvist. They will get Lundqvist if he lays an egg. Lundqvist Sergei will not leave Bobrovsky. New York, though. That's what I said. No, yeah, I, no. I've actually had that conversation no. with well, people. He's not leaving New York. He... If he didn't leave last year, he's not leaving at all. And what's he making? This organization seven gonna... eight million dollars a year. I think it's like I think it's like eight. Yeah, we it's... could get his brother. Get Joel. Bill... He Joel. doesn't play, he doesn't play goalie, but we can get him. Bill said Joel? Bill said Bobrovsky. Yeah, and Bobrovsky's uh, basically told Columbus uh, he's out. We would have to clear cap space and send money to the price. Yep. Well, the... well we. 
we dodged the bullet on not training Costin, Kyrie, or Thomas this summer. I don't want to go through that whole thing again trying to get Bob Ross. I think I think Costin's tradable now, though. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, so I, he's but, he's not making this roster. No, he's not making this team. He's been sent back down already. But um, you know, I can. I I would. I I mean, assuming things don't work out with Allen, uh, uh, Bob Rofsky would be very interesting if they can make that work. Put him on a hey. good team for once. Yeah, I want I want to ask one question. Wow. Who else is pissed off that the San Jose Sharks got Carlson? Uh, now they I, got they got Brent Burns and Carlson. That's ridiculous. I mean, geez, Manise, come I, on, guys. I still don't think they're going to be a but, great team. No, I don't think Edward, they have enough offense. I really don't. No, I, <laughs> I don't. No, I don't think they're going to have enough defense because Mark Edward Vlasic can't play with both of those guys. And, Who's their their fourth guy? Is fucking Ryan Braun? Carlson's yeah, but better isn't Vlasic isn't Vlasic part of the Vlasic fortune? Well, Carlson's gotten better there. defensively, but he, he's not a good defenseman. But he's no, also he's he also hasn't been as he's he is an elite player, but. Since his injury, since he had his his Achilles kind of, he still has a cut, mechanical his, ankle. Yeah, yeah, his his stats have gone down. It, yeah, it, I think he's that, still world class, yeah. and they still got a Great. very good price for him, only giving up Chris Tierney and yeah. Demello and Norris. Yeah. But the the Senators, I don't think they're deep forwards, and Martin Jones is the like perennial like league average goalie, right? Right, Martin Jones is what I don't know. Jake Allen could aspire to be, I guess, um, to put a cap on that conversation. League but, average nine yeah, fifteen. Right, every uh, year. Right, no. He, he's fading. got a very consistent team in front of him. It, it's just I I don't know. I think that uh, I think that they'll. Uh, you know, San Jose didn't have to give up a whole lot, so they they are a, a much better team this year. Um, but Chris Tierney was in their top five in scoring, though. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> At 40 points. He was in top five. Exactly. So he, was, so he was fifth. He, he, he was fifth at 40 <laughs> behind okay. Burns. And Ryan O'Reilly scored six goals for me the other night. <laughs> and Bob's your uncle. I think I've heard that somewhere before. Uh, this has been a very interesting conversation tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. For pre for a preseason show, this is this very is, invigorating. Yeah, it has been. Uh, what's what's with the apple juice there, uh, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, are, you, are you are you a mock salesman? It it's good, dude. I, I God's you. nectar. I, I, yeah, God's give me the nectar. runs. That's not good. God's Whoa. nectar. <laughs> <laughs> I I gave up soda, so I have to drink something. Yeah. I gave up soda oh, and you, I drink water. You so. gotta get your sugar somewhere. Hey, <laughs> uh, power to you if you gave up the soda. It's bad for you. I, I got you. You need to drive down to Eckerd's and get yourself some Eckerd's apple juice. That stuff's good. There you go. Freshly squozen. Freshly squozen. I just need a cup or something. It's kind of annoying to drink out of this. They don't have cups it up in the... Feel more manly, though. They don't have cups in the Dakotas? It, it doesn't, though. It really doesn't. <laughs> I have small enough hands. This makes my issue even worse. So you so you have Trump hands? <laughs> Not quite, but we, they're small. We don't get into politics in this show, Lance. We, what's what's politics? We, we mm-hmm. mentioned politics about three years ago for oh about God, 10 seconds. I remember that. For about 10 seconds. It, and I it kind of came out in a comment on the iTunes comments. Right. It's still, <laughs> it's still like a prominent comment. I know. It's like our... we talked about it one time for like 10 seconds. 
I'm talking about That's the business hilarious. owner. I'm not talking about the other uh, oh. part of his life. Okay. Uh, I think that'll. Uh, I think we're gonna wrap up the show. We've had. This wait a minute. Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We have. We have a, just a second. We've okay. got a couple more YouTube things. All right. Uh, Josh Webster wants to know our thoughts on the Latera Shen trade after today. Which we, did, <laughs> we, did, we did kind of get into already, but uh, I think we're all still thumbs up, right? I, I, I'm not sure what could happen to make it thumbs down for me. I, <laughs> I really, well, I hated Latera that much. Yeah, yeah that's, too. that's what that's what we all said. We all said when that trade happened that we, even if giving up those draft picks sucks. It's getting Latera off the roster. We and, wanted and we wanted to wave Latera and lose better. it for nothing. We wanted well, to lose Era is done in the NHL now. Yeah. Oh, real quick before I forget, speaking of former Blues players, I saw an article, I can't remember where it was a couple weeks ago, that said, could Magnus Payarvi be the leading <laughs> scorer in Ottawa? And I'm serious. <laughs> no, he, he totally could. That. He totally it, could. It's Ottawa. He could. They so, suck. What, Mark 12 goals? Make me that article. <laughs> Right. And Mark Mark Stone will beat him, but right. still, Mark yeah, Stone's that, that's the only a guy that's left. Ty Ratty will give him a run for his money. That's not going to last long. <laughs> Did you see the? Uh, He's going to score fifty goals, and it's going to be nuts. Did you? See There's the, a lot of guys that play with McDavid that look good for a season or two, and then after that, uh, they don't I mean, look real I, good. Yeah, we got one of them, Yakov. Yes. exactly. Did you see? Where's the, he at now? Is he working at the local McDonald's he, somewhere in Russia? I think he plays for Avsgard. Mm. I want to say Avsgard. Did you see That's the a, interview from uh, with uh, the uh, Ottawa Ottawa TV or something that uh, interviewed the was it the GM or the owner Pierre Dorian? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or they say they're going to have ten rookies this year and then fifteen yeah. next year. He's trying to while sell. talking to a current player who's not a rookie, so he's, therefore out while, of the job. While, he, <laughs> while he wore an outdated jersey too, it was kind of funny. Yeah. Face of the okay, franchise, yeah. Mark Mark Borietsky. So that was amazing. That was such a good. If you have not watched that, people listening to the show, watch it right now. Go to Ottawa's uh, 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 Twitter and watch that because it was amazing. Yeah, it was. Eugene yeah. Melnick wearing his Reebok 2007 yeah. Sensor. Yeah. He can't afford a new one. Yeah, Borieski yeah, is wearing like like decent clothes for an interview, and the owner of the team yeah. is wearing a jersey. Yeah, yeah. from hey, like 2008. Break- Right. Hey, intern, break that case. Get that jersey out. I need one. It was such a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. It was such a bad idea. Terrible the, owner. Terrible owner. The Ottawa Senators are <laughs> uh, are the prime example of why North American professional sports need to introduce the idea of relegation. If you suck yep. that bad, you don't belong here. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. We don't. We done, Jeff. We close the show now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll let you wrap it up now. <laughs> okay. I didn't even check Twitter. All the action's been on uh, YouTube tonight. Jeff can wrap it up, and Bill can put a bow on it. We we do have a couple uh, things on on Twitter actually. Oh no. Uh oh. Never mind. You know what? It's not important. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ouch. Just, Two out. No offense, Catherine. It's just a conversation that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it kind of included us. Jeff, you shouldn't say that I about saw it, from Josh, your mom. Or John. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff doesn't like the listeners confirmed. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, I think I, I, like, I, I like about five of our nine listeners. 
Our uh, our next show is uh, will be next Wednesday, scheduled for next Wednesday, October third, nine p.m. Central, which is the night before the season opener. So we should do some kind of season preview show. We right? it'll be a yeah we did we touched on some stuff tonight, but uh, next week we'll give our I mean the roster will be set and everything, and we'll we'll have a lot more to talk about. So uh, we'll get and I'll it. take I'll take one of my anxiety pills, Bill, so I'm not all or, or Kurt, so I'm not all over it. Okay, that's fine. All right, and I'll and I'll take I'll take some anxiety pills too uh, because I'll be watching Jake Allen play in that. So, <laughs> Kurt is uh, he's used to men being all over him. Oh, and uh, next next week uh, next week it's a two person show. Uh, Bill and I. And <laughs> Jeff Jeff Ponder is on assignment next week. <laughs> uh, th- so uh, thank you for uh, listening tonight. Uh, That'll do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Booze Radio. Uh, thank you, Aaron and Ray and Lance for joining us. Uh, oh, well, I guess, uh, Lance, uh, uh, you want to start off by sure. tell folks where they can uh, find you? Sorry. Sure. Just change the Twitter account to at Drop Hockey Show. A lot of people were confused because they're like, what the hell is official the drop? So it's now Drop Hockey Show. I'm going to be on Blues NHL podcast tomorrow. And also, uh, big news, I have a... Uh, Hall of Fame NHL player. I will be interviewing in the next week or two. Uh, I'm getting things set up with them. I'm not going to say who it is, but uh, I will be interviewing them. Looking forward to it. You can go to the website, droppodcast.com. Drop Podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Look at this guy. I know. He's like reading from a script or something. (laughs) Professional business, man. (laughs) Uh, Ray, uh, you want to give your... uh, your shout out. He's muted himself. Ray, you're muted. Oh, there, there he is. I there am. he is. There he is. There he you is. guys can find me at Ray B. Standifer, uh, or you can find us at BluesRants.com. And um, we look forward to the season. This is our first season, so it was a pleasure to stop by and listen to you guys and uh, chime in a little bit. Cool. And uh, you're, al- you're always welcome, Ray. You notice I didn't say that to me, Ray. <laughs> Yes, Ray and Aaron are always welcome. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, you got you got a Twitter handle or something you want to shout out or no? Uh, Garrett. Sure. <laughs> He's drinking apple juice. I'm sure. Give me a second. Um, yeah. At apple a, juice, Ray. Yeah, uh, at Mots. Um, <laughs> I'm a Muscleman's no, guy at, myself. Muscleman's. Uh, <laughs> I have a Twitter at. A-A-R-O-N-K-N-O-X-O. Um, I don't tweet, so <laughs> you won't get anything. You'll get, I'll tweet something and then I'll delete it an hour later because no one liked it. So if you see it, there you go. <laughs> so if we see it, we've got to get it quickly. Right. There you go. <laughs> I was going to tweet you the secret of life, but damn, I'm not going to do it now. <laughs> All right. Jesus Christ. Okay. That- <laughs> That'll that'll do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Ray is on it already. <laughs> <laughs> Notification <laughs> three seconds after. That is hilarious. I'm on Twitter here, so. Bored. Bored. <laughs> Jeff Ponder. Shout out Mots. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone. Let's go blues. Shout out Mots. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Shout out mods. 
Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.